Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Podcast. <laughs> Who did you have first? You had you had obviously Batgirl. Then you had you had your missus twice. Yeah, had my missus twice. <laughs> twice in two months. <laughs> um, then you had then I had me. you. So then I'm gonna be twice in two months. Yeah. So this is five. Number five. Number five. Mambo. So welcome to episode five of Chris's Comics. Speak to the microphone. Stop speaking away uh, from me. Just let me sort my bollocks out first. Hang on. I'm having a bit of a wardrobe malfunction here. And not referring to your bollocks, but just look out for that spider. <laughs> He's got yeah. Halloween decorations everywhere. You do like Halloween, don't you? Yeah. But yeah, welcome to episode five of Chris Comics. I am your host, Chris Thunderball Wakefield. <laughs> and I am joined once again by my taut nerdy co-host, Mr. Jay Bidet. Punk rock pirate time lord. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Right, itchy. All right, no, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm a bit itchy. I've had a tattoo done, and the healing process sucks at the moment. So I'm just suffering to look like a badass. <laughs> He's got his leg out like okay. some kind of like a hitchhiker. Some kind of sexy hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my cup of tea. Jamie's got his Lucas A, and we're ready to rock and roll. As usual. So yeah, we're going to be discussing comics on this podcast, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be discussing a lot about Thought Bubble Comic Con, which we went to in Leeds. It's a Thought Bubble Art and Comic Con. Yeah, it's a wonderful festival that we, we usually go to, but we missed it last year. Um, but this year it was cool, because one of my favourite, well... Artists in general, one of my favourite people of all time, Mr. Gerard Way, was there of My Chemical Romance fame. And there was uh, Brian K. Vaughan. Brian K. Vaughan was there. Sarah Pacelli. Um, there was people from all sorts of like Tyson comics, like Rick and Morty, um, people from Image Comics. It's a lot, it's very much artist based. It's not like the other Comic Cons where it's people from Battlestar Galactica and people who were in Star Wars, and you've got to pay £30 to have a photo with them these are people who are writing and drawing the stuff you are picking up and reading nearly on a you know on a monthly basis and they don't want any money off of you maybe if, he, if you want them to draw something they might ask for some money to draw something which is fair enough but you get your photos and you get your stuff signed nine times out of ten totally free you get yeah. to talk to them have a good convo it's an actual comic con which is uh, yeah who, who'd have thunk it people who enjoy comics this is the con you need to go to yeah, get down to Leeds. It's on every year. Uh, they put it on the in the city centre, uh, around like a few venues. I think some of it was in like the town hall this year, and they had a few like little, like pop up gazebos that they had all the artists in and selling the comics and stuff like that. But yeah, it was cool. So we're going to go into a bit more into that later on in the show. 
Um, we're also going to discuss um, what we've been reading. And then we'll talk about uh, the sales figures for September, which have come in for all the comics and the trades. And what that means. And uh, then we'll talk about what's coming out this week, this coming Wednesday. Uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's dive into our Thought Bubble chat. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? Did you enjoy it? It was fun. It was the first time for a while that I've gone to a Comic-Con, and it's felt like fun and not work. Not in a mm. nasty way. No, I completely agree. I mean, you know... We, you know, we discussed London Con on the last one. Uh, we discussed it on the last uh, Talk Nerdy Cast with Gaz, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And how it was a, it was a bit of an ordeal, uh, <laughs> to say the least. But this one was just lovely. I love Thought Bubble. It's so much fun, and everyone's so friendly, and it's nice to sort of just enjoy comics and art, you know, um, in a space that is just that's what it's there for. You know, there's no like rip-offs or bullshit it's just creators um you know showcasing their work and just you know uh, and we can go and enjoy it all you know it's great it is one of them i I do wish i'd gone for the full three days is it three or is it two uh it was two days two days i do wish i'd gone for those two because i do feel like on sunday i I almost like i'd missed a trick with some things like i felt like i was rushing around yeah yeah i've had two days it was a bit of a rush i mean you know, we, we've got some tales to tell, really, because we did sort of do it, like, last minute, and we just... I mean, I just got the train up, and I was literally there for, like, a couple of hours, but I managed to squeeze as much in as I could. Um, but my main goal for going was to meet my hero, you know, Gerard Way, and get him to sign my comics, and, you know, maybe even do a little, you know, interview for the podcast and stuff, which didn't happen, unfortunately. But... Um, yeah, it was a funny day for for Gerard Way for me because, like I say, I turned up there. I was I was pretty late getting there, and you were I was, late I was under the impression that I would be able to just walk up to his table and get a comic signed. No, 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 no. I underestimated the MC Army, mm-hmm. which are very much alive and well, and seem to have regenerated into the next generation. Yeah, you know, like, that? like there was there was people in, and not to make me sound like an old fogey, but there was people in the queue with MCR, uh, MCR tops on and yeah. dre- all dressed up and stuff that I was thinking you were you were a glint in your dad's eye when the first album came yeah, out there's yeah, not the a chance I, I wasn't <laughs> having that some of them were, were were there when they you know this is like maybe me I mean, being into Led Zeppelin my, when I was growing up my camp split up years ago now you know um, it's quite a while now it was a long time ago. I mean, you know, me, people who know me and JB will know that we're huge My Chemical Romance fans, you know, have been from the beginning. We've we've travelled the country and I've travelled the world to see My Chemical Romance play. Um, I was hugely into them at the time and so much so that I used to model my appearance on Gerard Way, you know. How's that going for I, you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'll find. Actually, we're not, yes! we're not too dissimilar now. Yes! We've, we've both got, we've both had children and, you know, let ourselves go a bit. You both look tired and we've, fucked, yeah. We've both got beards and bellies, that's just the way that it goes. He still has a lot more hair than me, though, I will mention that. Mm. Uh, but, but no, I mean, you know, I, every haircut that he got, I copied, you know, his long black hair, his short, you know, bleached the blonde bleach hair, blonde you know, hair. everything. I fucking idolised the guy, basically. So, going to Thought Bubble to meet him was a big deal. I've mentioned in the past, I've met him before a couple of times, but... My goal was to get a picture with him because I've never had a selfie with Jared. Where, which so, but we've ex- to be explained on this cast, or is it on the Talk Nerdy podcast? 
Uh, the well, reason we, that you haven't had a selfie with him is... Is because camera phones weren't invented back then. Exactly. That's why I still don't believe some of them kids... There's no old. way they could have been like as hardcore fans <laughs> as they were. Wasn't having it. Yeah, so, so anyway, my story begins as I arrived at Thought Bubble this year. And uh, tried to find out where he was doing the signing. So I went up to the the, the counter where they sell the tickets. And I said, oh, um, you know, where can I get Jared Way to sign my comics and they were like oh uh, no we capped that line an hour ago people have been queuing since 7 in the morning and I was like right so I've come all this way I'm not going to get to meet him now oh great okay well I'll just get on with the con and so uh, <laughs> I called you I was like right where are you dude let's meet up and we'll film the intro for the video and have a little mooch you know uh, so we did we met up filmed the intro in one of the little uh, gazebos I keep calling them gazebos is that what they're called tents Chris yeah it's a tent you go to that tent a gazebo tent. is where you have a barbecue a gazebo it, doesn't it? even have all four walls yeah it's a tent not a gazebo it's a tent mate anyway we went into a tent and we filmed this intro <laughs> and I was going yeah yeah so we're going to have a look around going to try and meet Gerard Way and all this and then as, a, as we literally you know finished, finished, finished the video I looked over and there was Gerard Way stood right in front of me, just browsing through some comics, about, you know, six feet away. And I went, dude, he's right there. And I just shot off, and I just tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, uh, excuse me, man, is there any chance of getting a selfie? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I got me selfie with him. I couldn't believe this was happening. And then turned to you, and I was like, oh, my God. And then he'd gone. And he yeah. was like, you've scared him off, he's gone. So yeah, I got to have a little chat with him though. I said, um, you know, big fan, have been all these years um, of the music and the comics. I was like, keep up the good work, man. You know, nice little Thing is, brief chat. I didn't know it was him for multiple reasons. For starters, as we wrapped up, we said something like, Brian K. Vaughan, we were talking about Brian oh, K. Vaughan, yeah, yeah. and you went, shit, he's over there, and walked over, and I don't know what Brian K. Vaughan, or I didn't know what Brian K. Vaughan looked like, never seen a picture of him, and I looked over, and all I saw was this bedraggled her coming down with, like, he, he essentially, he looked like Obi-Wan did, but with long hair in the, in the first Star Wars <laughs> film, you know, when he's not, you know, they're looking, where's Ben, where's Ben Kenobi? <laughs> But, you know, when he just emerges for the first time, pulls his hood down. He looked like that. And he's wearing, like, tissue boxes on his feet and all sorts. And yeah. I thought, oh, my God, that's what Brian K. Vaughan looks like. And I thought, how... And then my first thought after that was, hold on, how does Chris know what Brian K. Vaughan looks like? That's just a weird thing to know, especially to be able to just spot him from that far away. And then when I saw him, like, getting hustled off, and then I saw your reaction, I was like... No, that's not. That can't mean. The more you look at it, I was like, "Holy shit, it is!" And he looks dead good in the photo. He looks dead good. Not to knock him, but he looks like he's just under a lot of stress at the moment. <laughs> like, well, he doesn't even walk. Is, he doesn't walk like a relaxed man. He uh, look, no, looks he, like a man who needs help to walk. He looked very frail, and he had stains on his clothes. He did look a little bit homeless, but God, I love that man. What what an absolute... Well, nice apparently, I've, well, I've looked more into this, and apparently he just does this with everything he does, so if he gets into a book or yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, a music yeah. project, he do, he just goes, yeah. it like, becomes a workaholic, and that is the definition of a workaholic. He just forgets everything else. He can't be bothered eating or washing or wearing clothes that fit him or whatever, because <laughs> he just... He just got and, and you know that's that's admirable. That's, yeah. I'd rather be like that because of that rather than be like that because he's gone fucking cuckoo for caca. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I was beyond stoked to meet him on such a 
off chance like that, you know, because people, like I say, had been queuing for fucking hours to meet him. And um, you just bumped into him. And they weren't even allowed a picture with him, and I literally just bumped into him. So I was over the moon, and I was riding high, um, so we went and saw Brian K. Vaughan after that, um, who was a very nice chap, uh, and recorded that lovely intro for me. So thank you for that, man. I, he's never going to listen to this, but yeah. <laughs> we'll send it you anyway. Yeah, what a dude. Um, legends, you, you said to him that his, his comics were, get, were like a gateway drug. They are a gateway drug. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think people realise what how much he's involved in, because like, obviously Saga's the big one, um, but then it was when, he, when I first met Eve and saw like Chitterhall, her comic collection, and it's always when you see someone has a hardback comic, like that's the person who really means the business, and she had private eye, and I was like, what's this? And she began telling me, and then when she brought it along, I was like, why are you bringing that along? She was like, it's a Brian K. Vaughan. I was like, what? He did that as well, and yeah. then he just start the more you look into it. He's done loads. Like, he's I've, done so much good stuff. Well, he's I've legends. I've got legend. we stand on guard. That's my next thing to read. Anyone that is listening to this obviously reads comics. You know, we don't need to tell you how much of a genius this man is. I mean, you know, Saga. It, I, I just don't know how it's still so good after all this time. It's just keeping going and going. How do you keep a story so cohesive? Keep it so thick and rich. It's and incredible. But yeah, we, we met Brian K. Vaughan and he was lovely. And he was. He actually, again, he wanted to speak to people. Mm-hmm. He wanted he, he to was, have his yeah. photo taken with people. Yeah. He wasn't, at any point, he didn't look like, oh, God, I'm rolling his eyes. He wanted to hear what everyone had to say and he wanted to speak back to them and not in a preachy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to thank, he wanted to thank people himself. I think yeah. he, he knows kind of like, where he is like that how lucky it is to be able to be yeah. who he is he's, he's a very humble guy um, mm. and that's rare to find with such a superstar creator like that in this industry you know well um, for to go to juxtapose that when I met Sarah Pacelli okay good Let, let's go on to that because um, I didn't actually get a chance to meet Sarah Pacelli because I had to run off to go to the Jared Way panel I had to queue for that which is another story in itself which I'll tell in a moment mm. but um I had my issue on a Spider-Man, Miles Morales Spider-Man. As did I. And so, so did you. And I had. I also had my issue one of Young Avengers, because uh, uh, Kieran Gillen and uh, McKelvey was there. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I'm not going to get these signed now. So I gave them to you, and I was like, dude, do you mind, you know, just taking them, get them signed for me? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. So you went off and met Sarah Pacelli, which I haven't heard about your encounter yet. What was she like? <laughs> um... Fire and Brimstone. Oh, really? So it, what a shame! She's such a talented, talented. It creator. was just. I don't. You know, I'm not going to blame her. I'm not. I, I tell people, light your pitchforks, march down there, and burn her house down. Yeah. All that happened was I was walking around looking for her in this tent. Now, she. I think she'd been moved because she wasn't where it said she was meant to be. So I'm walking up and down this tent. I don't know what she looks like. She didn't have something behind her saying, I'm Sarah Pacelli to help you. She didn't have a banner. Yeah, didn't have a banner or nothing like that. So I'm walking up and down. I'm asking people who are in the like the blue shirts, where's Sarah Pacelli? And they're going, she should be there. I'm like, I know she should be there, but she's not there. So I'm getting a little bit wound up myself. I can't find her. When I do find her, eventually she's drawing something for someone. She's doing a commission. Doing a commission. Yeah. So, But the guy's not there. Whoever she's doing the commission for isn't there. Right. So right? she's just... 
been doing these commissions and then, you know... Yeah, I assume so. She looked really into it. So what I did was I just stood there. Yeah. But because I'm not entirely 100% sure it's her, I feel kind of weird Do I say, are you Sarah Pacelli? Because if she's not, it's like, oh, sorry. Um, I've interrupted you. I just felt really awkward. I've I've been in that situation before when I've met... um, uh, I think it was a Spider-Man artist. I've forgotten who it fucking was. Sarah Pacelli. It it wasn't her. It was... uh, it was some other dude, but anyway, he was in the middle of a commission, and I just stood and waited until he t- had taken a break and could, you know, sign my comic for me. So I stood and waited, and he was he was fine, you know. But yeah, so if, like, if the guy stood and waited, it would have made it easier. I could have gone, is that Sarah Pacelli? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, she's drawing for me, dickhead. And whatever, you know, like that. Yeah. But instead, I'm just there uh, feeling like a dickhead. So you stood there and waited. Stood there and waited politely, but she wasn't, she wasn't noticing me. So I eventually just kind of like had to go, well, I, I can't just stand here forever because the thing is, the other guys that you wanted me to sign for, the queue was actually two down and they were yeah. due back soon so I knew I had to get my right. shimmy on. Eve was holding me place. So I just went, I'm, excuse me, are, are you Sarah Pacelli? And she just looked and went, yes. Like that. And it's like, well, right, oh, um, is it okay if you sign mine and my friend's comic? And she was like, yeah, fine. I was like, oh, Okay. So I've not got them ready because I don't know where she's been. I've been right. walking up and down. So I'm like, right, hold on. So I get my bag, I open it, and then, of course, there's other comics in there. <laughs> so I'm you're like, sifting through. So I'm sifting through. I'm going, hold on. I get mine. I'm like, right. And you get them tr- out of the, uh, the fucking bags as yeah, well. Yeah, like, and she was just like, you know what? When you've got them, just tell me. And just look back down. I was like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so then just trying to find them, found them. And then just, I wanted to speak to her. Like... But I was now kind of like, I don't really want to come near you. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're giving off the kind of, say, the atmosphere of like a, a rabid dog. I don't really want to yeah, pet you. Yeah, bad vibes. Yeah, so I was just kind maybe of... Maybe she was just having a bad day. Maybe that's what I mean. A bad day at the office, but I just didn't or feel maybe welcome. maybe she was, you know, snowed under with commissions and just needed to really get it done. But then she shouldn't have been sat there doing that. She yeah. She shouldn't have moved it it was just really, it was a really awkward thing and I, I almost felt bad getting her to sign. Yeah. Like, I, I, but then she didn't, it wasn't even like when she signed them, she went, and who do I make this out to? She just like signed them just to get rid of me. Yeah. And I, I was I like... I didn't notice it wasn't the best signature ever. Like, <laughs> it just kind of looked like a squiggle. Well, that's what signatures are. The signatures are. As, as opposed to, you know, Gillen and McKelvey. Nah, who, now that's different. So can I... Customise my yeah, signatures. Can I talk about that? Of course. So... What were they like? That was... That was the... I'm this is the, I couldn't meet them. This is the difference. So, two... Literally two down. Yeah. Um, by the way, I mean two tables down. One of these tables doesn't have any anyone on. So you've got her, you know, giving off bad vibes yeah. and like this people walking past just randomly dropping dead because she's cursed and like the girl <laughs> from the fucking ring or something um, and then two down you've got Gil and that who arrive they say hello to everyone and they go come on then everyone let's get into it eh? and the first person they signed for she's cosplaying um, I'll be honest I didn't know who she was cosplaying and I think that's why they were amazed because I think it was an obscure character yeah. of theirs and they loved it and they actually immediately were like hold on to sign. Have you got anything else you want, us, you want us to sign? I know you've only got this, but is there anything else? And they were like, she was like, oh, no. And she went, tell you what, have you got this? And pulled a comic out. She went, I've not got that. He went, all right, we'll do this for you. So you've got that. And then they got up and they wanted a picture with her. All oh, right, yeah, They're like, yeah. you can have a picture of us if you want, but can you some you take one on our fo- phones yeah. as well? And they had a photo with her. They were made up with her. That's cool. And then there was one guy in front of me. He had, he, he had a stack this big. To give you an idea what... 
I think that gives us a podcast that's a rubbish description. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this big. About this big. Can you see that? Um, I would say three quarters of a foot. And for Americans, that's like five and seven eighths. <laughs> I don't know. Or the size of my penis. I don't. <laughs> it's quite long. They don't. I don't know. What are Americans measuring? Is it meters? I don't know. I, uh, I think they. I think they're measuring. Um, is it meters or inches? We do. We do inches. They're measuring guns. <laughs> okay, so it was a size. Yeah, it, it was shout like shout out to uh, Jay from Skeleton Crew. What do you measure in Jay? Yeah, what do you what do you measure in? <laughs> I'm kind of not sure what to do. It. It was like six, like six cheeseburgers, <laughs> right? And um, like about twelve Taco Bells. <laughs> it was a big stack. It was a big stack, and the guy and they looked at it and went, "Right, what we'll do is find what was it they said? It said halve it." We'll sign. We'll sign half now and go to the back of the queue, and we'll sign the other half. Oh, wow! So they were willing to sign a stack that big, mate. Yeah, they just said divide it now into two, and that way it's just fur for everyone, so they can get the thing. And he was like, "Yeah, that's cool." The guy was like, "Yeah, that's sound." Isn't that a bit odd though? Because I mean, I own you know complete series of, of books, but I would never dream of bringing an entire run to get signed, mate. He had more than just like one run of one comic. He had like a start, a Darth Vader run, and he had a run of something else. Um, and he had he had a few runs, and they were like, right, just yeah, divide it, and he mm. went to the back, happy as hell. Um, when they came to speak to me and sign my things, um, obviously one of them was yours. So the first thing the um, the guy went, who should I make it out to? What's your name? And I went, actually, it's for Chris. And this is for Chris. It's not me. I'm Jay. This is the one I want you to sign. He's just, he can't be here. And they're like, oh, right, okay, never mind. Okay, two Chris. And then the other guy, uh, I think it was Gillen did this, who looked up at me and went, what's your favourite Young Avenger? And I was like, one of Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I just, and then before I could answer and get embarrassed, because I don't really know the Young Avengers, the, um, the, Kieran to the other one and went, dude, no, 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 no. He, it's not for him. And without then even putting me on the spot, I'm going, oh, well, well who's your favourite Young Avenger anyway? Yeah. He just went, oh, right. Well, what do you think, let's see, Chris's favourite Young Avenger was? And I got it wrong, I said Loki. Um, <laughs> but they had a right laugh about it, and then we talk, We actually talked more about, I don't remember, I got signed by them. Um, they and, But then I was like, I didn't really, I told them, and I'm really sorry, I didn't even realise he did Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Darth Vader. Darth yeah. Vader, and they, yeah. were, they, and they said, you know what, we totally get it. Because he said, I think only as writers and artists, we pick up comics and read who's written and yeah. coloured it. But he said before that, and he said sometimes now still, I'll pick up a comic and I won't pay any attention to the names on it. And I could be at a convention with someone and it's only halfway through the convention myself. I go, oh, he did that comic? Yeah. And I've left it at home. Which, by the way, Darth Vader is a fantastic series. Yeah, I like um, it. And the new one's really good too. I haven't. I'm not that far. That's really good. But uh, yeah, pick up the trade for that if you get a chance. Well, anyway, I want to get... carry, carry on with your, uh, your so, story. So then, yeah, they they signed it. They were dead nice, and then they they drew like they reasonably ask you for which is your favourite Avenger or whatever it is they'll draw a shitty picture. So that's why your Loki yeah. looks so shitty. They purposely so if you bring like Saga <laughs> yeah. and then go. Who's your favourite one out of Saga or something? They purposely draw a shit yeah. picture of them. Oh, it looks really cool. I mean, I was made up when you gave me that because they'd drawn like little glasses on Hawkeye and done a little funny Loki drawing and, you know, put two Chris on it, you know, which is... A bit of personality. A, a nice little touch, you know. I mean, 
I, I'm not, you know, collecting and getting these comics signed to put on eBay. I'm collecting them to frame and put in my personal collection, you know. So it's it's nice to have, you know, a personalised uh, signature on there. So, Meanwhile, yeah. well, Thanks this is... for that, man. That's <laughs> not a problem. Meanwhile, whilst I'm getting all this and having this nice interaction talking with the two of them, there's people walking away from Sarah Pacelli's table like with bleeding from the arm going, ah, she bit me! Ah! Actually, it's, it's funny about you saying about uh, Sarah Pacelli being a bit cold. Um, I went up to somebody that I've met previously, uh, Becky Clunan, uh, who writes Punisher. Um, she's done Gotham Academy. Uh, all sorts of cool stuff that I've read. Um, I've met her in the past couple of years ago at Thought Bubble Travelling Man tour. Was um, she next to... Was this was this at Thought Bubble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she the one next to the guy who wrote for Rick and Morty? Yes. Right. She was, yes. yes. Yeah, I know which so, one. So, yeah, I've met her previously. She was lovely, got a selfie, even commented and liked it when I put it on Instagram years ago. So I met her again this time, and she was super off with me, like, really quite cold, and I didn't really want to speak to her after I got it signed, so... Yeah, I just thought that was really odd. So I got my Punisher issue one signed by her, and I was going to ask her to do an intro for the podcast, or, you know, quick But you immediately felt like, the, the shelves in my fridge, which are not as cold as you. Uh, yeah, I just felt bad vibes, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, so, you know, that kind of goes to prove that, you know, people have off days, and no, no, no. It, you know, it was the end of the weekend, and she might have just wanted to go To home. be fair, I wonder if there was something on that table, because much. the guy from Rick and Morty, Ellis, yeah. he was... Like, now... I've got to be careful how I phrase this because you can you can get people in trouble. But while speaking to him, he gave the impression that he did not feel valued by the creative team behind actual Rick and Morty. Is he the artist or the writer? He was the artist, I think. Right. He was an artist, but he said that they all had input into what was like... Because obviously Rick and Morty, quite a bit is visual as well, to be fair to him. Um, but he kind of gave him implied that they are doing stuff that is on par with the TV show, even though they're not linked, they're not in continuity, and if they're not linked, um, and the TV show is how do I say it? Maybe mirroring some of these creative ideas, but they're not. Acknowledging. Well, where did that come from? Did you have a question in particular that they answered? In that I asked. I asked him something like, um, because obviously Dan Harmon is the driving force behind Rick and Morty, and I just said to him, I was just, I actually said it was more of a, a passing comment, but a nice one. I just said, I've got to say, dude, I really think that this book is amazing, considering that when I heard the idea of a Rick and Morty comic that wasn't even written by Dan Harmon. I thought that was the stupidest idea in the world and was just a money-grabbing idea. Um, and then mm-hmm. I, I said, I picked it up, read it, and it's just as good. It's its own thing at the same time a bit, but it's just as good, and I, I think you should be proud of that. And then he was like, oh, right. And then he kind of like started going on that tangent. And I went, well, do you get to speak to Dan Harwin? Does anyone... And he went, there's one person who does. Apparently, they all speak to one person who then speaks to another person who then speaks to Dan Harwin. To just oh, right. double check so he stuff. Has to, so he okay's the whole thing. He okay's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. because like if they wrote a storyline where Rick killed a load of Jewish people for no fucking reason, other and it was like, <laughs> you know, I'm Nazi Rick. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm more thinking. I'm just that's the first place my head went because now I think about that. What was that comic where the guy put those hidden messages in? 
Oh, it was X Men Gold. X Men yeah. Gold, yeah. right? So, in case something Perfect like that example, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just be, to stop stuff like that happening, they have to just okay yeah. with Harmon. So he was kind of like acting. Then, so I said back to him. So it doesn't sound like you have that much of a talk with Harmon. So maybe that's why you don't hear he doesn't you don't hear so much from him to say like well done on everything and then he was like well no because he reads everything he was really he really seems a bit torn <laughs> you up shouldn't have mentioned Harmon for fuck's sake <laughs> I know but the thing is dude that's the guy who wrote you know that's like getting pissed off at um, Matt right, 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 yeah, that Matt groaning yeah. and being writing a Simpsons comic. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. It's, yeah. it's, it's. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then the thing I walked away from that with Eve saying was to Eve was, yeah, he might feel that his ideas are just as good as the show, and he might feel his ideas are being copied and put on the show, and he not getting acknowledged. But at the end of the day, he's only had these ideas for these characters. Because he invented these characters yeah. and these stories and these... Yeah. Pers- he, 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 so he has every right if he wants to go, I'll use a little bit of that. Because mm. you're going on the back of his horse. You're, bo- would, you're both riding each other's tails. Yeah, it would be a different matter if it wasn't um, a property already, an established property like that, you know. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, to be honest, I, I've never watched an episode of Rick and Morty. I've read one free comic with a comic of Rick and Morty, so I don't really know much about it. But... That seems like you have have no right to sort of be pissed off about creativity. I get, I got why he was pissed off, but then he just wasn't the one position to be pissed off. Well, to turn things (laughs) yeah, to be to to turn things back around onto a happier tone. Uh, we met our boy there, Mr. Christian Wild Goose. Oh, Wild Goose. Artist of Batgirl. Wild by name, wild by nature. <laughs> so, do you want to tell this little story that he told us? Because he, he said, we were like, oh, you're right, dude. He was at his table and he gave me a fantastic commission that he did. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's, it's on the Instagram, isn't it? It is beautiful. It's it's on it's on my personal Instagram, at Chris J. Wakefield. We'll put it on our Instagram. We'll put it on the Atom Murder UK yeah. one. Yeah, I'll pop it on there too so everyone can see it. Uh, but oh, it's so fucking nice, man. Um, it's just like a sad profile of Batgirl, and I'm in love with it. I really am, and I love this guy's work. And I'm not just saying that because he was the first guest on my first ever podcast. Uh, he is a genuinely talented dude, and he's doing, you know, Batgirl just perfectly at the moment. It's, it's a it's a wonderful series. He's also helped start um, some other comics up, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's got his. I, I don't know if it's sorry. I don't know if it's his own. Um, I think it is his own. It's a um, publisher, publishing. isn't it? Yeah, it's a uh, oh, what's it what's it called? Improper books. Yeah, that's it. And he has a, a comic on that called Porcelain, which I haven't had a chance to check out yet. But everybody should because this this guy is so talented and uh, he's an up and coming star, and he's also a super nice guy who trashes hotel rooms. So, yeah. So we asked him how he was. You know, how's your weekend going? And he was like, Oh yeah, it's all right. But did you see what happened to me last night on Facebook? And I was like, no, I must have missed that. And he proceeded to tell a story of how he almost burnt his hotel room down last night. How, and how did he do it? He bought a little pizza, didn't he? He put a pizza in the in the microwave. I he think. bought a micro pizza. Yeah. He put it in the microwave, and he said he just sat down to do some drawing. And he said he obviously looked up, and the entire microwave was on fire. <laughs> so then he didn't know what to do. So he tried to he tried turning it off, which obviously didn't fucking work. He don't turn off fire. Um, and then I think he tried throwing water on it because it's electrical fire that just made it fucking worse. Um, and then he was calling people to come up, and then there was like 
the hotel manager was like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to set the... Basically, they tried to make out like he was an arsonist and he tried to do it himself. He was like, no, was I like, just wanted a pizza. He was like scrubbing all the black off the, all the units. and It sounded... It was, yeah. I wish we got... We should, next time we talk to him, we'll get the full story. Yeah, we will. We'll get the infamous pizza story. It was quite yeah, good. Chris Wildgoose, what a dude. Talented guy. Check out his work, Batgirl and Porcelain. I'll also just go up and speak to him if you see him at a, at a Comic-Con. He is. He will just probably speak to you for ages he's a, he's a local lad as well he's, he's from round our parts and Merseyside um, he used to be in a band with uh, Rob Morris you know Rob Morris yeah I know Rob Morris um, yeah so anyone from Southport knows uh, I think he was, he was in a band called Flatliners Flatliner Flatliner yeah he was in that band is that the one with Ian I don't know possibly Flat, the Flatliner Flatliner was Ian the fl- he always got confused because the Flatliners are like a really good ska band. Yeah, yeah, he's not in the Flatliners. No, no, we just want to make that clear. Um, Flatliners are a ska band. Flatliner was a Southport local band from yeah. about 15 years ago. That <laughs> made Their big break was they got to play the... What was the name of that club? What, in Southport? The one on the beach, the Pleasureland. Casablancas. Casablancas. Yeah. That was a big break. <laughs> they played Casablancas. Yeah, those were the days. Anyway, coming back to comics... <laughs> <laughs> Who else did we meet? I met uh, Stephen Byrne, who was uh, the artist on Justice League Power Rangers, and I love his stuff. So, so nice. And I got him to sign my comic. He was a super nice guy. And I also, well, I, I didn't meet him uh, because I was busy chasing Jared Way, but you got to bump into the lovely Mr. Lucian as well, didn't you? I did very briefly got to bump into Mr. Lucian. Mr. Lucian is a really really talented artist we met him a couple of years ago at Thought Bubble didn't we yeah um, really talented artist and researcher um, knows a lot about stuff that a lot of people probably don't know a lot very about very unique pagan that's themed, it pagan stuff um, very unique that's that's all I can say about his work it's fantastically bizarre mm. and go check it out Um let me just find his Instagram dead quick. Cause you you find his Instagram. I'll just explain. He like he's he 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 on our very first video he showed oh, that's us. Weird. It's, it's the first thing that's just popped up on me. Instagram oh god, there you <laughs> It's at Mister Lucian. Is that Mister M I S T E R? M I S T E R L U C I A N. And uh, I'll I'll read out his bio. He is a queer shaped show. Oh, how do you say that? Shay- Let me Shay- give it here. You, you can read that. You philistine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Okay, I'll try that. Queer Coyote, IRL Wizard, Rune Pervert, Art Buffoon, Resin Twinks, He Slash It, MrLucian.BigCartel.com. He also does leather work um, at V-A-P-V-L-A. And if you just briefly scroll through his Instagram, you can immediately see he's done some rune badges. He designs, I'm pretty sure he designs most of his own clothes as well. Um, He's also done some um, illustrations of deities and spirits. Um, He's not afraid to draw genitalia, I'll warn you that now. Um, And good on him. Yeah, what a dude. We met him at the uh, after party a couple of years ago. And we had a blast dancing to My Chemical Romance with him. He was <laughs> he was well made up that um, Jared was, Way was in the building. Yeah, he was in there the same place. That yeah, Way was he was in. he was he was dead excited. Um, I, I didn't get as much of a chance to to speak to him as I wanted to because um, as we were talking to him, um, a group a family came over. They were like walking down to, uh, and 
I said to him, you know, stop talking to me, go, you know, sell some stuff to some people. And his family became obsessed with the fact he had a forked tongue. Oh, yeah, he does have a yeah, yeah. tongue. So, yeah, So, like, he, as he was speaking was to them, they saw it. Them? Yeah, he was doing, like, you know, doggy paddle <laughs> and stuff like that. And it was kind of like, I saw, oh, I'm not going to get in a, get back in that conversation yeah. for another 20 minutes. So I went walking around. And I did see him later um, in the other tents when I was trying to find Sarah Pacelli. And we had a little bit of a catch-up. But I do can't wait till next year. We're going to go for the full weekend. And I am yeah. going to have a boogie with him on the dance floor. We will. We'll party with you next year, dude. But um, what the, when I walked away from him, I went to go... Um, I saw that the illustra- the writer, I think it is, the writer of Faith, you know, on... Oh, yeah. Valiant. Yeah. Valiant, that's it, on Valiant Comics. She was. She had no cue. Yeah. And I had my faith number one and two oh, did you? yeah yeah so went and got them signed but it was really awkward because it's been so long since I've read it like I've read it I've, I've read it as well it's yeah. coming out well Not- that was the first volume of it I think yeah yeah because Abby actually reads um, the ongoing at the moment uh, but I think it's been rebooted a couple of times has it? already? Yeah. I think it's on volume two now that she- oh right well I kind of felt awkward because I was like, when, oh, can you sign these? Went, yeah, and because she had no cue, I felt that bad and I felt like I can't go like, oh, but I go. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> because you've got to, so I felt like I had to make conversation and I was like, you know what I like about this comic? <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl. And I, Not just any old girl, but a fat girl. <laughs> I went up and she, I just went, I like the whole secret identity thing. I went, you don't get that much anymore. I went, this is like Superman used to be. She's trying to ha- have to, in that first book, she is trying to hide who she is. And yeah. she's playing two different roles in the juggling her life. I went, you don't get that too much nowadays. I said with a Miles Morales comic in my hand. <laughs> Ready to go see Sarah Pacelli. But yeah, you know she and she just told me how that's what she grew up on Superman. That was a big thing, awesome. Superman, and that's why she went with that. She thinks that is a bit of something that's lost at the moment. So, did you get any more juicy bits of of gossip or any news from me? Um, I can't really think. I noticed of too you got much. some. You got you, you and your girlfriend Eve both got commissions done, didn't you? Of we, yourselves, we got commissions of ourselves by they're called We Are Awesome. Um, they do artwork and stickers and badges and stuff for people, but they were doing free commissions that day. Oh, they're free! I they were free out. because I got one if they did. They, they, you know, because they, they were just trying to show what they're capable of, but you had to accept that it was going to be a fact done quickly. Five minute yeah. drawing, totally free, and then they did it, and it was great. Um, I can't thank them enough. They were good. I think, yeah, we are awesome. There was also was Bevis Muson. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Bevis Muson. Um, at gmail.com um, Twitter at Bevis Muson B-E-V-I-S-M-U-S-S-O-N he was doing loads of little drawings of classic superheroes but he had his own book which was it's called like The Queen Detectives oh, I bet that's wrong and Eve picked it up and it's just a bunch of short stories and it's about the queens of history um, travelling through time solving crime and like they have like there's the main three so there's like Queen Victoria Queen Elizabeth the first and um, another famous monarch but they for different missions have to go and find another agent which is obviously just another queen from time so at one point they're going who should we go should we go for uh, Cleopatra of Egypt like no mm-hmm. what about Mercury and they're like no he's a singer in a band now <laughs> And stuff like that. Um, so Eve's super into history. Is that she, yeah, so that's why she picked it up. And, and 
kid you not, she was in the corner giggling like a schoolgirl reading naughty stuff. Like when she was reading that, because she just she got every joke. She said it's brilliant. He said yeah. he's made caricatures of classic historical figures, and it's funny on both levels. She got the hidden jokes, but she said there's obvious jokes, and she wants me to read it. But then Bevis Muson was nice enough to do a drawing for it, you know, because she just bought the book. Yeah, just did a little drawing for it of her favorite queen, Queen Victoria. That's fantastic. And, the, and speaking of Eve, this was her first ever con, wasn't it? It was her first ever con, and she got to meet Brian K. Vaughan. And, what a con. I know, uh, Brian K. Vaughan and, uh, what's his name, Gillen and... McKelvey. McKelvey. Um, they like her favourite people, all working on the same book she yeah. likes. Did she enjoy it then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The, she was gutted, she couldn't meet, um, was it Lemire? He didn't show up. Oh yeah, Jeff Lemire. Yeah, Jeff Lemire. It was only because like she realised he wrote quite a few things yeah. she likes as well. Lemire didn't show up. That was an odd one. And the Fresh Prince of Bel Air just disappeared. Jordan as well. Bel Air, yeah. Yeah, I he... would have liked to have met her because she she does some beautiful colour work. I, I I gave you my Manhattan project for it to sign. Didn't yeah, I, no, they just told gone. Which is a fantastic series as well. Did you buy some stuff as well? I did. We bought um, two pictures. Um, she got like this David Bowie art print, which was dead cool. And I picked up, looks like, oh, I'm gonna kick myself. What's the name of the in A Force, the blue girl? Oh, um, Singularity. Singularity. Yeah. It looks like it's Singularity. Whether it is, that's up to copyright to decide. But <laughs> I, I liked it, so I picked it up. Um, nice. I. Think yeah, we got them commissions of ourselves, but they were free. Um, Another thing I want to mention about Thought Bubble, you know, being a fantastic place for creators to you know push their products and sell their work. It's also very reasonable, you know, the prices of everything. Mm. You know, you can get some real nice prints and and you know original artwork too for real decent prices. Well, there's a really good giant print for Guardians of the Galaxy which Eve and I were oming and arm for ages I think it was about £80 but it was huge yeah. and we do want one massive print for one of the walls yeah. and the only reason we didn't buy it was because we've been buying furniture this month so we can't but we would have gone with it whereas in other comic cons that probably would have been 130 quid yeah. 150 quid but it was totally reasonable and like i said there's so much original stuff mm. you walk around there's so much original stuff that's where we first actually picked up um the comic remember that guy sold us it graveyard orbit yes graveyard yeah. orbit that's yeah. where we first he wasn't there this uh i didn't see him anyway grave because we saw him at he was at London Comic Con, you know when he we was. Got? Yeah, he was at London Comic Con, yeah. but he wasn't uh, this one. The only thing I would say, if I had to talk about it, what was a bit weird about this Comic Con compared to previous ones and previous thought bubbles, was there seems to be a distinct lack of cosplay. Yeah, maybe there was more on the Saturday. Maybe, on but it's normally Sunday people get dressed up for, and I thought the layout was rubbish. Yeah, unfortunately, the layout didn't flow that well for me. Um, it actually leads me quite nicely on to my last little tale from Thought Bubble, another little Gerard Way tale. Mm. Um, so his his panel was in um, the town hall, right where where Mister Lucian was as well. Mm. But did you notice um, when you went in that there was like a stage section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. seating like yeah. an auditorium right at the top. Yeah, because someone was giving a, a talk when I first went in. Someone was talking already, yeah. and they had soundproofed it just right so that that person can talk to the people. Uh, and those people can hear them, yeah, 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 and we well, can't get involved. I, 
I'll, I'll talk about the sound issues <laughs> in a bit, but to be fair, I didn't really like that setup. Anyway, um, so I went along and um, it, the place was heaving outside with my Chemical Romance fans. The MC Army were out in full force and they were just there, so many of them. And there was no um, allocated queue yet. This was like maybe an hour and a half before the queue was even meant to form, you know. Before the doors were meant to open, there was no queue. Um, so everyone was just there. So I was just sort of hanging around, did a bit of live streaming on the Taught Early Instagram mm. of me eating my Marmite and cheese butty. <laughs> I remember that. that was, Eve turned to me and went, what is he doing? I went, what are you on about? I went, why is he doing this? I was like, let me have a look. And I was just looking at him, God, he's bored. <laughs> well, no, you see, it was my first time trying my Marmite and uh, Abby wanted to see my reaction. And I thought, well, why not just live stream? It's a bit of fun and I, I'm bored. Uh, so. Your live streams, just pause. Like I've noticed, your live streams are very anticlimactic. As you <laughs> might say, but you've, you've filmed yourself trying marmite for the first time, which sounds maybe like something worth filming. But then his reaction's like, "No, oh, I like it." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like he's going, "Oh, oh, it's amazing." Oh, I can taste everything. It's like no, that's all right. And then it was the same for the was it Rogue One trailer? Was it the Force Awakens trip? It was one of the, the Star Wars trailers, you, you're just watching it and you, your eyebrows just shake a little bit like nervous caterpillars and at the end you're like, no, oh, that was, was alright, that, yeah, yeah, I like that. It's like, the worst reactions ever, the reaction of a well, dead sloth. Every, everybody does these reaction videos so I thought I'd get in on it but clearly I'm not entertaining to watch. You don't react to stuff. <laughs> You either don't react or you just burst into tears, which I doubt Marmite so, was going to one have that reaction. So yeah, I was I was waiting for this uh, cue to form for you know something to happen, and uh, it did inevitably, and chaos erupted. Oh yeah, so because everybody was queuing at the top near the big doors to go in the main entrance, the main right, entrance, which is where you think the queue would start. But no, some of the thought bubble staff decided that it would be a good idea, well, it, probably the most sensible idea would be to start the queue from the bottom of the stairs around the side of the building, i.e. to curl the line around the side of the building and so people weren't falling down the stairs, you know, trying to join the queue. But the problem was there that the people that had been waiting there for hours on end, all the Gerard Way fans, um, were now at the back of the queue. Nah. So... <laughs> You can imagine when they announced where the queue was starting, everyone just surged and ran down these fucking giant stairs. And it was like being at a, a gig. Everyone was getting crushed and people were shouting. Girls were crying. And, oh, God, it was just chaos. And I'd live streamed that because it was funny. That was funny, uh, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It does make it sound like it was dangerous, which I'm sorry if there were some people who felt like they were in danger. I'm sorry for you, but the way Chris was filming it, it just seems kind of like everyone was overreacting a bit and just fucking... It was like the most British thing ever. This queue isn't the right way round! And this, this girl, she was like cosplaying like um, Black Parade, wasn't she? Yeah, she had yeah. Like yeah. full school makeup and... I mean, there, there was people there that travelled from America to see him. You know, just for this brief... Because he doesn't come out much. No, he he's, a, he's a hermit now. He's a wizard. He, <laughs> So, yeah, so people, I had people saying they come from America and Belgium and all over the place, and they were complaining that, oh my god, I've waited for hours, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they were just stressing out about it. In the end, 
pretty much everybody that was there got in, but there were some tears. I got in, luckily, because I'm a jammy cat. <laughs> Otherwise, there definitely would have been tears. <laughs> I would have not been okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got in, and it was a strange setup, little stage with the um, seats around. Um, got a decent view. Live streamed that for the Facebook page as well, the panel. Uh, but the sound wasn't good at all. Very quiet. You couldn't hear him speaking on the mic at all. So that was a bit disappointing. Uh, but, you know, from what I gathered from it, you know, Jared's super into doing his comics and, you know, that side of thing now. And he's not really into the music anymore. Someone asked the question, what do you prefer doing more, comics or music? I would have asked that. That's actually and what I would have he asked. he squirmed with that question and answered it to appease the My Chemical Romance fans as best as he could, but basically broke it down to them gently that, no, My Chemical Romance are not getting back together. I am super into, you know... I mean, ah, he's, that's, he's, see, he's, that's, that's unfair. He's curating this um, this uh, imprint now on DC Comics, isn't he? Um, Young Animal. Yeah. So he's got, like, a plethora of, of books that he's releasing and writing. And, all and also, don't forget, Umbrella Academy is now becoming a Netflix show. Umbrella Academy's become a Netflix show, He and he revealed as well that he's working on Volume 3 of Umbrella Academy, and that's coming out soon. Well, the thing is, as well, the reason I say that's unfair, it's it's my chemical romance fans being MCR fans. Exactly. And why and would he not have just said, well, you'd had a solo album out? What he about, did, yeah. I liked that, you didn't. But no, I, I, I liked it. Alien. I was a bit hesitant towards that. I, mean, I, I, I liked it. I thought that was him trying to be Jarvis Cocker and failing miserably. I think he did a very good job. But anyway, the point is that I would have put that... Is there nothing coming out by you at all? Anything? Not even like... A... I mean, the way he was talking about his comics and, you know, he he is super absorbed into it now and... That's if that's the way it is now. I don't really care that he's not bringing out any more music because you know the best has come out. You know we've got some incredible My Chem albums. Let's leave it there. Okay. You know I mean can you imagine him up on stage now with makeup on singing I'm not okay? Well, it's more <laughs> believable. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that that was that was cool. You know, got to see him talk about some comics and. It was fun, nice little way to end Thought Bubble 2017. Mm. Um, cool to hang out with you there as well, man. It was like old times. It was like old times. It was, apart from when we had to separate. When, in fact, that is like old times. Although it is, it, it's mad, isn't it, to think when you... The first the first video we made was a Thought Bubble, um, and that was when we used to do... We used to blog for The Secret Geek. That was before Talk Nerdy came about. And it, it was yeah. also... Th- but again, if you watch that old video... You can yeah. see there is more people cosplaying. Yes, yeah, um, and yeah. you can also there is this thing that where was on Saturday though the, the the drama of you trying to get Scott Snyder's yeah. or, um, autograph <laughs> still the funniest thing. Yeah, but no, if anyone hasn't watched that yet, um, I, I guess you can go and watch it. We'll, we'll allow you to. It's it's on the YouTube channel still somewhere. <laughs> I am I am without beard. Yeah, and I'm um, stubbly. If you'll notice as well, in the first like. The first second of it, uh, you're filming on your phone, I think, and I I think it's a picture. I think it's a selfie, and you go, "It's a video," and I go, "Oh, it's a video." So like that just shows that we've never done it before. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. There's, I'm, I did watch it back, and I was going, "Oh no, why are you holding the camera that way? <laughs> what are you doing, you absolute amateur?" <laughs> so if you want to see our early early work before even talking early to me, mm-hmm. head over to our YouTube channel. Um, 
it's at the moment it's it's got JB's old URL, so it's youtube.com slash JB the sellout floor. Uh, but if but you subscribe to that, we please, only need a few more subscribers. I can change subscribe. that. <laughs> We're almost at 100 subscribers, and once we reach that, that milestone, that means we can change the URL. So please. Because yay for YouTube rules. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a fucking flag for nothing once, and we weren't allowed to. I still. I think, you know what? I pushed that out of my brain. Don't get me started oh, on that, Chris. That'll get me annoyed. Yeah, YouTube sucks. So anyway, moving on uh, from Thought Bubble. Um, I thought we'd move on to what we've been reading recently, um, mm. which ties in nicely to Thought Bubble. Um, we've been reading Umbrella Academy, uh, Volumes 1 and 2. Well, let's say we've been reading I've read it years ago and can't really remember it, but JB's mm. been reading it, you know, because of uh, Thought Bubble. So, uh, what did you think, man? First of all, I start with Volume 1 of Umbrella Academy. It's written by Jared Way and illustrated by Gabriel Barr. And it's a little six-issue mini-series. Um, I, I mean, I loved it. I, I read it when it came out because, obviously, being a huge My Chemical Romance fan, I am. I got every issue, every variant cover, and lapped it all up. Loved it. Um, it's a little bizarre tale, isn't it? It's um, what what it was on Dark Horse Comics. Yeah, this is the, this is Gerard Way being very young. Gerard Way just. Mm-hmm. Being ridiculous, um, he's being ridiculous in some things for the sake and just being like, accept it. You've just got to deal with that. That's what's happening, which is fine. I like people tell stories like that. The one thing that's sometimes great to me about Gerard Way is how he he assumes you're on his level already. Rather than bring you up there, he assumes you're on his level. You know what, though? That's... He's mirroring his hero there. That's very Grant Morrison. Well, it, it works you know. <laughs> sometimes, and other times it doesn't. So, I, like, when he explained the Black Parade, when that, he brought out that album, I remember reading an interview with him, and he just goes straight into, they're like, so what's the Black Parade about? about? And he goes, oh, well, it's about the patient. The patient is a person who has died, and they are now living through death, and he's, he goes into it in such detail, and you can tell the interviewer, and especially the reader, is like, all right, dude, we just kind of wanted like a kind of... A quick a, synopsis. A quick synopsis. With this, it's the same again. He goes straight in at the deep end on some things, and it can be hard. I found that hard. It's an unusual structure. The thing that I thought it was quite similar to was Watchmen, in, in the fact that um, the... So the characters or, or, are already developed. The origin, yeah, exactly. The origin story, if you will, happens, you know, with them as children it, within the first issue, and it's done. Well, the the it, when I say it was there were bits that were hard to follow. I want to then just follow follow that on myself by saying actually it's really good to read though. I did it, look. I enjoyed oh, yeah. reading it, and that's why I asked you for the next volume. Yeah, and that's why I read it so quickly. Not I didn't read it quickly to then get ready for this podcast I read that quickly then rang you and said let's podcast yeah. it is a very enjoyable read the um, the characters are funny um, the artwork is beautiful the concepts are clever um, I, but if I had the problems I had were, with it were stuff like um, I actually don't understand still what can the seance actually do what is the power of the guy who dresses kind of like the Nightwing of the group? Kraken. 
Kraken. What's his What's his deal? Is he just good at fighting? I don't. I don't I think get he's that. Like Aquaman, kind of. But yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Um, um, is one of them dead? Yes. And they still just haven't addressed why what happened. Just one's dead. Yeah. And then it, it's stuff like that. And then the bad guy in this in this particular volume is the it's that orchestra the who white, just yeah. come out of nowhere and just all seem off and their then tits. It recruits the white violin. Well then. Yeah, it's it, it's it's like a story. It's like this amazing story from the imagination of like a twelve-year-old, but told with the detail and um, and the and the conciseness of you know an adult. However, because it's still like that twelve-year-old story, there is little gaps. I think the, what he's doing here is he's world building and he's setting loads of shit up. You know, I think he's had these fantastic ideas. Um, you know that he wants to play out for a very long time, and I think because they've been so you know spaced out between all these years. I mean, you know, how long has it been since Volume Two? Now it was. When did Volume Two come out? Let me just check this. Two thousand eight. It was almost ten years ago. Really? So it's been- so it's been ten years, and they haven't wrapped up volumes after Volume Two. This is what I mean. Exactly. There's, there's stuff that's really missing here, and Volume Two, I thought, would give more clarity on that. Uh, volume two, vol- is, volume two was yeah. a was a much better read though. Um, not, not there was anything really wrong with volume one. I just noticed the gaps more as that's the introduction. By volume two, I kind of ignored those little gaps, yeah. and I liked these Stop characters and wanted to know where they were going. I liked the whole time mm. t- time travel thing. Time travel thing with. Um... What's it called? Number, number well, six. number five. Number five is my favourite, and I was so glad he was the main one of the main points of, fo- points of focus in this one because at his power is dead clever. He can only travel forward in time. Travelling back is bad, and it's hard to do, and it can do bad things. And that was so clever because that's actual science. They believe when they do invent time travel, they'll be able to go forward in time. Backwards will be... It's probably impossible. You probably yeah. can't do it. So I liked that. I liked the whole Dallas thing. I liked the whole... It became very Doctor Who-y in a sense. Um, I liked how uh, those characters I on the back... Hazel and Cha-Cha. Hazel and Cha-Cha. Although yeah. I do almost feel like they were over before they'd really begun at the same time. Yeah. But they did have enough personality. I mean, the, the gore in Volume 2 is fantastic. Oh, it was actually, it was a bit sickening. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I I love both volumes. I love the artwork in them, which I wasn't sure about at first because the covers were done uh, by different artists. Um, well, at least the first few ones in the, in the first volume was. Uh, let me just find this artist's name because he does some fantastic stuff. But it was beautiful. It was done, it was painted, and it was uh, very, very different to the interior artwork. So when I opened the book and saw it was like, super abstract and quite um, stylized. I wasn't sure if I was into it because I was expecting something like that, quite atmospheric, mm. like what was on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Because I, I, I remember you show, showing me the cover when you mm. first bought it. You have the the cover of uh, of that. And I was like, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. And then when I opened that, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah but exactly. I, it wasn't a bad shock. I actually well, like it. It really works for the it story. It jumps off the page, doesn't it, it? It pops. And because it's such an elaborate, obscure, wacky... It needs that. You know, you need that kind of artwork in it for it to work and be believable, I guess. I mean, you've got, like, 
the Lincoln Memorial coming to life in Volume Two, and like, why is it? Well, he he has like a that. thing for wanting memorials and major landmarks yeah. doing something. Like the day the Eiffel Tower went berserk. Yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, I loved it, and I'm really super stoked to see what he's got to come in Volume Three. I really am. I mean, I I love my favorite character in it, apart from Number Five, uh, is probably uh, the Rumor. I think that's a really clever power to have. I like the rumour, and I especially... I was gutted at the end of Volume 1 about... I'm not obviously not going to ruin things about how it ends for the rumour, but then for Volume 2, I thought the rumour was used very well, all things considered that had happened in Volume 1. I thought she was actually just going to be... She was useless. Um, and also, Volume 2 made me realise how dark Volume 1 had gotten. Yeah. Volume 2 made me look back and go, oh, actually, this wasn't just some... Yeah, that. I mean, this is it, that I'm image. Just showing is... JB this image on issue two, of volume two, and it's uh, Hazel and Chacha, who were these basic, basically these hitmen. They're like their own hitmen for hire, with like giant. Um, what do you call their masks? Like they're just like, like the kind of masks, yeah, yeah. masks of colourful like kids-looking characters. But they've butchered this man, cut off his arms and legs, and tied him to a chair. While he's alive. Just to interrogate him. He's still alive. Just to interrogate him about... It was about just something in his recipe. Yeah. They just wanted to... They just have a... They have a sweet tooth and they wanted to know how he made something in his cookies and he just said, oh, you'd have to... uh, You'd have to chop off my arms and legs. So they do. Yeah. I mean, I love the whole um, juxtaposition of the bright, colourful artwork and the, the morbid tone of it. You know, it's just kind of... It just works so well. Another thing... So, yeah, I feel like I'm being overcritical here, but I'm not. I'm just pointing out all everything I had a bit of an issue with first before I go and lick its arse. Is again a very Gerard Way thing to do. What's the name of one of the main characters? Well, they've all got the names one, two, three, four, and five. However, they all have nicknames as well. The Seance, the Kraken, uh, the Rumor, and Space Boy. Space Boy. Now, yeah. I was instantly like, my skin crawled reading the word Space Boy as <laughs> being him. He's basically got an, an ape's body mm-hmm. with a fella's head on. And he's he, still wearing a mask. <laughs> he's done something similar with um, this album. Um, oh, Danger Days. Danger yeah. Days. were What are the names of the characters in Danger Days? Is are you that, talking about the album? Or the, the album, the yeah, comic? yeah. Because he came out with the comic based on that album. I know, comic. but the album, well, the album then, again, they've got... Oh, you mean all the band members had alter egos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he it was like par- party poison. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But hold on, Danger Days. If I um, something else that I loved in Volume Two was the way that the seance was just walking around with like a Hawaiian shirt on. There's a Ouija board. Like, but this is what I didn't get as well. Like, I, I didn't get why. I can't remember why <laughs> I, I was doing that. It, it, what? He can, what can he do? What does he do? It's he's a weird. This is one thing. It just kind of it was a. It's a bit annoying for someone who, like me who needs that detail. I actually need that detail because if I just not, roll with it. I mean, there's an ape there dressed up as Marilyn Monroe singing "Happy Birthday, Mr. President." But it. But I could. I can get to the root of that. I can tell you the root of that if you if you. I could get to where that was meant to be. It was just a little hard for me to get my head around. I remember watching um, the My Chemical Romance documentary, Life on the Murder Scene, I think it was called, Yeah. back in the day, and it had Gerard Way's journey on that when he was an alcoholic, when he was working on Bullets, the first album, and he was actually drawing on the tour bus, and he was making the Umbrella Academy, 
and he showed one of his sketches of Space Boy, and he referred to him as he was like, "Oh, I think I'm going to call him the Darwin or the Darwin-esque." I think he said something like that. So he's actually. I'd have preferred that. that. That made sense because he's like <laughs> yeah. got an ape's body. But they, he kind of makes up the fact that he's called Space Boy because that's what the the press call him. Yeah, the press could give him that nickname. Kind of lives in space. And yeah, stuff, and yeah. he's a, just he goes up as a kid. Well, no, I think I mean obviously you know the the book has its flaws. I think, it's but it's a great book, a fantastic book that's heavily influenced by Gerard's love of Grant Morrison. Mm. That's how I'll sort of simplify it. Yeah, you know, if you want a crazy wacky adventure. Pick it up, you know, volumes one and two. I'm pretty sure you can get them in all. It's got cards. this to give it to. It's got this also, by the way, this '90s uh, Batman feel to it, where these kids and what the, and the kind of the world they live in is kind of this weird dystopic place where it's a mixture of technology and a mixture of stuff that is yet to be developed. Mm-hmm. So you've got monkeys walking around with humans. Um, speaking just as intelligently as them and each of them treating them as equal as the other one and they've got belts to help them fly but at the same time everyone's just trying like shitty old motor cars and dressing like they did in the 50s yeah. it's got this kind of juxtaposition of imagery, imagery and it's 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 great to read because it makes its own world then so that's mm-hmm. why I could roll with the punches on some mm-hmm. things and be like you know what Fuck it, yeah, that, I'll let that one go yeah, why not I'll, 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 just, I'll just enjoy it I'm not a what well, didn't want to turn it's not saying it's like you turn your brain off but it's it is just enjoy it just like it's, but it's unfortunately a, yeah. for me I'm one of these people who needs those little bits of detail yeah. and the OCD in me is going fucking crazy if he brings out the third one and it wraps it up nicely then it'll be perfect it, that's not going to happen no it won't <laughs> it's been 10 years in the making and uh, to be honest, I don't know what to expect, but I know that it's not going to answer all these questions that you've got. Did anyone bring this up with the interview with him? Does anyone say when's Umbrella Academy three coming out? No, but yeah, yeah, actually they did, um, and he said it's literally, you know, it's it's in the final stages. It's coming out. I promise you. I know it's been ten years, but yeah, he he seemed very like certain that it was coming out super soon, um, and I, I kept putting my hand up because I wanted to ask him about the Netflix show. All I want to know is, is it a cartoon or live action? Everyone's saying it's going to be a cartoon. It looks like a cartoon because the poster is Gabriel Barr's artwork and no one's been cast yet, you know, so I think it's going to be a cartoon. You know, I think to be a live... I don't think it would work as a live action. Oh, well, actually, I do have a little bit of news here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so Dark Horse confirmed that Umbrella Academy 3 is coming. Uh, It's going to be in 2018, for sure. So it is going to be ten years exactly. Yeah, after. and it's called Hotel Oblivion. So yeah, I would I would recommend it. It's it was good. Yeah, it's made me want to now go out and pick up Doom Patrol. Yeah, you see, I was going to pick that up because again, Gerard Way, and I'll buy anything that his name's attached to. But even that was a bit too much for me. Miss Illusion highly recommended to me. Oh really? Yeah, he said Doom Patrol's his favorite one. That see, I've good. never read Doom Patrol before, and it's well, hold on, how been... did you? Well, how do you know then? What do you mean? You just said that no, one's I mean, a bit too... Like, Doom, I mean, this is a reboot, Doom Patrol, isn't it? This, oh, is it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Doom Patrol's been going for years, man. Like, he's just um, started it over. Oh, um, right. It's always seemed a bit too far-fetched for me. And I flipped through his issue one. Uh, there was like a burrito on the cover. I was like, oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Flipped through it and I was like, mm, I don't know. 
A burrito on the you cover. You had me a burrito, but then when I saw the artwork, I was like, I don't know, it seems a bit crazy. Right. So, yeah, um, we'll move on to the next um, thing that I want to talk about, which actually is your Bezo, Sarah, Sarah Pacelli. Yeah. Uh, her work on um, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Because um, I've been reading that recently. I've, I've never read the, um, the, the origin of Miles Morales before. I've sort of jumped on when... I think it was after Secret Wars when they did the new series mm. and they just called it Spider-Man and it was Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I read a bit of that, I liked it, but I felt like I, I was jumping in That's halfway wrong. through and I was like, I, I don't really get why everyone loves this character so much. Um, you know, I feel like I need to sort of go back and read his origin. So I did, um, you know, I picked up the volumes one and two of his run by Brian Michael Bendis and wonderfully illustrated by Sarah Pacelli. Her work in this book is fantastic. Absolutely love it. And um, Bendis, I think this has got to be some of his best work, right? It's, I loved it. I it's it's, very, loved it's, it's it. hard to find a flaw in this. I picked it up because I was just flicking through like a cheap box of trades um, and it was in there for like something silly, like £6. And I wanted to get on the Miles Morales train. I'd heard a bit about it already. And I think that was one of the best six pounds I've ever bought. And that's why when yeah. I saw the other one, we went to London Comic Con, I saw that one for cheaper as well. I was like, why are these so cheap? They're great. And it's just consistent. It's 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 believable. It deals with a lot of stuff that I think Spider-Man's been missing for a long time. That The key issues in this is what Spider-Man was about originally, about a teenager dealing with responsibility and dealing with the fact it, that he's still a yeah. teenager. And it updates it as well. Yeah. It makes it more relevant. I mean, yeah, everybody's sick of this Peter Parker story now because it's been going on for so long and they just keep going at it. Um, and, I, you know, I love Peter Parker Spider-Man because he's the one I've grown up with. But this really is the Spider-Man for this generation. Um, he is just so likeable straight mm. away. And um, I loved every every second of it. It's such a page turner. The dialogue flows really well. The pacing's fantastic. I'm just going to um, pick up the first and one. And the artwork by Sarah Pacelli is just beautiful at points. It, it's just so fucking good, man. Well, that's why they wanted her back for that that run you talked about, the Spider-Man run. Yeah. And she had to stop after three issues because I think her timetable was dead bad and they actually held out for ages and then eventually went, we can't hold back any longer. I think that's why I stopped buying it because I got an issue and I was like, oh, I don't like the art anymore in this. <laughs> I mean, they changed the artist. They gave her a break after the first volume on this one, on the Ultimate Comics run. And in the second volume, I think, she only does issue eight um, and the other four are done by somebody else. Uh, but... It's it's you know it's Brian Michael Bendis' script. It just carries it through, and and the narrative between all the characters is again just so funny in places. And because doesn't it, it? It does use some of the few more obscure characters. Like I've just put, opened it now. I forgot about the kangaroo. Oh yeah, yeah. You get the kangaroo. Um, um, you got who's the one with the discs? The, the, the ring ringer. No. Ring is it the ringer? I think it is I can't the ringer. What it's called, but. He does pull out some pretty obscure characters, and then you get the ultimate version of, you know, the Prowler and the Scorpion. And something that I noticed in this Ultimate Comics universe with Miles Morales is how 
pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, go they on. They took everything from this comic book universe. For Homecoming. For Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. But replaced Miles with Peter Parker. Now, mm. I didn't have a problem with that in the film because, again, it's Peter Parker. I like him. You know, it, it's cool. It's whatever. But after reading these two volumes of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man with Miles, I really wish that they'd just done it like that and put Miles in it now. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, Ganky is the best friend, which is basically the guy in the movie. Oh, yeah. He even likes Lego. It's the same thing. And and then I, I was reading it and I was like, oh, yeah, they've, well, they've got the Prowler in there, the same the Scorpion, the same. The only thing that is is they don't have the Vulture. I turned the page and the Prowlers were in the Vulture's wings. I was like, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. they've taken so much. That's why I, I'm very so confident that Scorpion in this next in the next film is going to be this Scorpion, which is much more believable yeah. and much more intimidating as well. I liked that. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely adored these books, man, and um, I, I, you know, I'd recommend them to any Spider-Man fan if you haven't read them already. I mean, I know where have I been for the past fucking however many years? <laughs> I've only just picked. It is, ve- but the other thing about this is it's it's it is very different from the normal Peter Parker story because he's going through that thing where he knows someone we could argue he knows that someone's bad um, is it Norman, Os- Norman Osborne George Osborne and it, they're in his life in real life but he's got to hide that whereas in this he's dealing with the Prowler who is, is in his life his uncle. and yeah. they know about each other and I'm really I'm, we're only on number two yeah. I want to know where this goes but it was that was tense to just read yeah, that oh yeah that scene on the rooftop where they meet each other in full costume, and he finds out that his uncle's the Prowler. And well, first, I'm surprised he didn't go, oh, you're Deadpool. Yeah, he's basically Purple Deadpool. Purple De- <laughs> Deadpool. That was, that was like, hmm. Maybe they don't have Deadpool in Ultimate Universe. No. <laughs> no, I, I fucking loved them, man. I really did. I just wanted to talk about them. I just thought, oh, it's topical, because, you know, Sarah Pacelli. Um, Even, like, she... The artwork is a little bit different in book two. Like, only... Well, like yeah, a little like, bit. Like I say, they, they had they only had Sarah Pacelli do one issue in volume two. Oh really? Yeah, because uh, obviously after the first run, you know, they usually let the artist take a break and then hop back on. I wouldn't. I'd be like, you, you gotta um, keep doing this. It, but, <laughs> yeah. Excluding, of course, like Fiona Staples, who is is not human. I don't know how she does a monthly book that mm. good as well. I mean, how fucking flawless is she? Like her stuff is just. Incredible every issue. I'm just, I am just fl- flicking through this now. I'm just remembering. I didn't really ever put it down. Like, no, but, it, but, but for all intents and purposes, I shouldn't be that interested in it. I like, I like Spider Man, but I'm a detective guy. Like, I love Batman. Love Batman. Um, one book I picked up recently and found it hard to put down was Moon Knight. Oh. Was that good, yeah? Oh, yeah, that was good. See, I've, I don't think I've ever read any Moon Knight. Well, get the the Marvel Now mm. one, uh, Volume 1. It's who, dead clever. Who writes it? Oh, you son of a bitch. Um, because I've heard, oh, that this run by... Um, it's someone famous as well. Yeah, it's a big name, and everyone kicked off when he left, because it was so good, apparently. Um, oh, you dick. Scott, you posted on your Insta, I think. I did, but don't... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I can just see the yeah. other title. But what I liked about it was it was just his... It was Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice. Yeah. Um, Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis. They are six stories, not linked at all, 
except at the end when there is a small link um, of just great detective stories um, and they don't ha- they kind of have this Umbrella Academy of there's some weird things happening which they just assume they go deal with it this is happening and you do and you just deal with it and there's so much more to be explained to be explored in future stories but at the moment it's not just one ongoing thing it's like from from this page one to the end now it's going to be one story let's go in and it was just I, I think I read it the quickest I've ever read a comic and I'm, I'll read it again and the fight scenes are so well done which by the way for comparison, I just read World War Hulk, which, oh, right. even though it was a lovely present, Christopher... Um, <laughs> you did not enjoy that. Well, I didn't. Spoiler alert, if you want to check out JB's review of World War Hulk, <laughs> go and check it out on our website, www.talknerdy.uk. But, go on the comics page, because JB's reviewed that and give it a generous 4 out of 10. Generous 4. <laughs> um, it was just I, I think it was that that had done it I just read Moon Knight and these fight scenes were no I didn't I definitely read Hulk first I was more enthused to read that yeah. and these massive fight scenes but I couldn't make out a single thing that was going on isn't it Romita Jr though yeah but yeah. I like his work he's done um, Daredevil Man Without Fear yes yeah. and oh oh go on say it no I no I love that book yeah but I you said it. one thing you didn't like is the artwork John Romita Jr no I don't like him at all but I <laughs> like his artwork in that I do like his yeah, artwork in, in, that. In, that. in that but in this it just it was. I didn't know what was going on yeah. then I pick up Moon Knight yeah um, a much smaller story, but then to make it more interesting, have these. They do have big fight scenes. I'm no, no, not going to spoil anything, but there is like scenes which the whole book might as well be one fight scene. And I knew every move that was being done, not having to look back again, not having to go. Hold on, what what's this body contorted to there? You know what I mean. When you have to look yeah. and go, so what's he doing there? Yeah, how is that happening? How is that? Happening? How has he got from? You go from yeah. the next panel and go. Oh, have I missed something there? Yeah. Every really panel good. perfectly shows yeah. the fight scene, and it's almost like it's animated in front yeah. of you, and it's great. And awesome. that that's something to pick up. But coming back, I like stuff like that. Normally, Spider Man, especially Ultimate Spider Man, a young boy who discovers his powers is struggling to juggle school, and um, his powers are pretty cool as well. Actually, I yeah, like his powers. He, he doesn't have webs. No, um, he can jump really high. He's super strong, and he has uh, that little uh, zapper. What does he call it? Is uh, when he zaps people. Yeah, he can. Oh, what's it fucking called? What does he call it? He can. He can. He can basically like electrocute people, and he can go invisible. He can go invisible, and I just loved that development of how he's discovering his powers, and it, like you say, it's such a quick read. I, I read these both, you know, on on the run, just quickly, you know, in succession. Yeah, like, yeah. I fucking loved them. But yeah, I was I was super impressed with them. Like, I understand the hype now. I understand why everyone loves Miles Morales because he's fucking boss. No, I, I could I could actually just like reread them. Like, yeah, they're so they're so rereadable. Give that a read, even if you think you already know what it's about. If if you're tired of um, Peter Parker and that same old formula, you know. And you want you still you love Spidey, but you want something a bit fresh. Mm. Pick up Ultimate Comic Spider-Man. Uh, dive in with Miles Morales because he's a genuinely interesting character. 
Um, and he's, you know, he's going to be huge. Well, he already is. He is huge. huge. Uh, but na- <laughs> basically, what I'm trying to say is, I now understand the hype, the Miles Morales hype. But um, yeah, so that's that's basically what we've been reading recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have a look at what the world has been reading recently. Let's have a look at the sales figures for September. Um, so we're going to run down the top. 20. I would love to know as well how true this is to life. So if the Skeleton Crew boys are listening, maybe after hearing the end of this, tell us, does that reflect in the comic book stores? Because, you know, obviously that can say, what that says is for, is that internationally or nationally or? It's, I think it's worldwide. Worldwide. So, but what's that like round the way? Yeah, you know, just Field to get Mouse. like a little a census for that area. Yeah, Filmhouse works in uh, Rick's Comic City, which is basically a, a, a pilgrimage for me. I need to go to Rick's Comic City because <laughs> it sounds boss. Where think. exactly is it? It's in Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, yeah. but where's Nashville, Tennessee? Is that Texas? Tennessee's a separate state. Texas. Oh, is Tennessee a state? Yeah. I'm. You see, you can tell I didn't do geography in school Texas at all. Texas is big, but Tennessee is. Across the oh, it is because that's Jack Daniels is Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Right. All right. So one day I'll get out there, boys. We'll, we'll hook up. Well, hold on. <laughs> Not <laughs> in that way. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's have a little look at the sales figures. It's on a uh, CBR.com. Um, so the top selling issues for September are as follows. Coming at number one. Oh, are we going? What are we going? Really? Going from one. But that's not how they do it in the charts. You know, Top of the Pops didn't start at number one. If you knew number one, he's like, oh, fuck it. No, no go I'm, the other I'm, way. I'm starting from one because otherwise I'll have to scroll the opposite way. Oh, you <laughs> It's a pain in the ass. So, right. the top selling issue for September at almost 300,000 sales, which is a pretty large portion. Is this, is this an issue? Yeah, 300,000 issues. Right. Was Marvel Legacy issue one, which is the one shot. Yeah. Um, which I read and thought it was cool. I kind of didn't get the hype though. This was after... Um, oh, the big promotion. Uh, what was the fucking story I've just given you? You just give me Secret um, Invasion. No, no. Uh, what have you just given me? Secret Empire. Secret Empire. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Marvel Legacy... <laughs> With Secret Invasion, Civil War... <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> so this Marvel Legacy one shot was the first thing to come out to set up this whole new, all new, all different Marvel Universe after Secret Empire, which a couple of things have changed, which I'm not going to spoil for you, obviously. No, I'm about but to read it. This is the, you know, the big event book. It was priced at $5.99. Oh. So I didn't even buy it. I just read it online <laughs> because I'm a cheapskate. But yeah, I read it and it was it was fine, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Right. Um not too bad a book, but not not great. Um, but it, yeah, it outsold DC. Coming in at number two was Dark Knight's Metal issue two, one hundred fifty thousand copies sold, uh, which has been fantastic. I actually have enjoyed Metal and all of it a lot more than I have what Marvel have been putting out recently. Well, I'd, funnily enough, I'm gonna after you've you've given me this to do. I am making it a mission to... I'm sure I should have finished Batman, uh, the Snyder run. Well, after Snyder left. Who took over after Snyder left? Tom King. Tom King. I'm sure I was... 
at the first part of Tom King's run, yeah. and then I think that's when I quit my job. Read, read Tom King's run. Um, it's on issue thirty odd now, I think. But uh, I think you know the trades have come out. Yeah, and I've got some. Well, I've got the issues. Well, I've got issues anyway, so I can catch up to wherever needs to be. Then I want to read Tom King's. But then I want to read Rebirth, and then I want to read. Um, well, Rebirth is basically the, the start of you know Tom King's run. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, you don't need to read that. Before you read Dark Knight's Metal, because it's got. Well, I want to read no Dark Knight's Metal. I want to read. Um, it got? Is it definitely no relation to it whatsoever? Yeah, no. There's no. You don't need to read. Cool. I might just Tom pick King's it up then. Um, and uh, what's his name? The. Well, the Battle of Riddles and Jokes. I want to get on that oh, one War as well. of Riddles and Jokes. Yeah, that's been fantastic. Um, that's that's been one of my favourite runs of the year. Actually, that Batman run. But yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Dark Knight's Metal. As kind of, I wouldn't say shit all over Secret Empire, but I've definitely enjoyed it a lot more, and I think there's more, there's more weight to it. No pun intended, mm. <laughs> but there's <just> <laughs> more substance to it, and it's just more badass. I don't know, like Secret Empire, it dragged a little bit. I mean, I've, I've just passed on this um, Secret Empire trade for JB to read, so we we can discuss it on the next episode. But I think you'll see what I mean when it. When I say it, it, kind of it gets dragged on a little bit. A okay. Little too long. All right. But um, yeah, Dark Knight's Metal, fantastic. Pick it up. Um, it's only on issue three, I think now. But I recommend that you read it in trade when it comes out, man, because it's fucking baller. Uh, and at number three is Venom Verse issue one. Hmm. I have not read that, and I don't think I intend to. No, I think they're going they're going a bit too far with Venom for me. Yeah. I, I I I feel like. This generation are missing out on Venom, like Venom being Venom, how he was when he first appeared. Now he's he's almost become like a, a a player of himself. It's like let's put Venom doing this, let's put Venom doing that. If anything, Carnage is now like a better version of Venom. Well, I, I don't know much about what's happening in Venomverse, but I, as far as I know, it's kind of like Spider Verse, where it's like every Venom going. Like in the story, like got that like, got mixed reviews. Spider Verse. I liked Spider. You liked it, but then future. why did I hear? I, I was There's, someone I went to pick it up from. Someone was really slagging it off. Was it? Was it? Uh, was it when Emo John came on? Uh, I think he I he remember. didn't enjoy it. But sorry if you did, John. Sorry if you did. I don't mean to slander your good name if you did. But I know Jay from Skeleton Crew wasn't a fan of Spider Verse. Right, but I enjoyed it. Anyway, going on a tangent here. Hmm. Back to the chart number four. Is Batman issue thirty? Number five is Batman issue thirty-one, which is the war on jokes and riddles. And again, recommend Tom King's run. I'm really enjoying it. There's been some fantastic revolution revelations in it, and you know stuff that Batman fans will just lap up because it's great stuff. Number six, Harley Quinn special issue one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Jimmy Palmiotti and Whoever the fuck's doing it, no, just no. You're not a fan. Harley Quinn book is shite at the moment. Um, number seven is Walking Dead issue one seven one. And number eight is Batman the Red Death issue one, which is one of the one shots that's tied into metal, mm-hmm. which has been fantastic. Uh, Red Death uh, is basically the Batman version of the Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh god, it's so good, man. Uh, issue uh, coming at nine is Batman the Murder Machine, which is uh, the cyborg version of Batman. Basically, the ba- Batman's are clearly killing it here. Amazing, yeah, amazing book, fantastic art on that. 
Coming at number 10 is Action Comics, issue 987. Number 11 is Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Captain Phasma, issue 1, which has been awesome. I finished that last night, I think, and I've actually picked it out for my pick of the week, if you want to check out I, it on the website. I want to pick up um, the other one. There's Vader. There's Vader, and who's the, the one about... Is it Doctor... Doctor Afra. Yeah, Doctor yeah, Afra. I'm loving all the Star Wars stuff oh, at the, the moment. Star Wars book's great, yeah, yeah. But this um, this is like a prequel to The Last Jedi. It's basically it, issue one of Phasma picks up right where um Awakens ends. Oh right. Where obviously she gets put in the, the trash compactor or whatever. Oh know, does it? You don't know what happens, but obviously she she gets out and she's a fucking badass. <laughs> and this sets up the Phasma that we're going to see in The Last Jedi. I'm a little disappointed um, now. Oh, fuck, it's good. No, I wanted, I wanted, you know, Phasma before Last Jedi, not after Last Jedi. I do feel Phasma was treated really poorly in that film still. Like, we, she well, literally, all we know is that um, Stormtroopers don't like her because she's just, like, the commander, that's obvious, um, and that she can be bullied into a trash compactor. Well, she certainly makes up for it now because basically somebody finds out that she did that, that she gave away that information to turn, uh, turn the deflector shields off or whatever it was yeah, yeah. that she did. And uh, she is not happy and she goes after this fucker. She hunts him down. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but fucking hell. In, in issue four, which I recommended this week to pick up, it's fucking brutal. Um, and the artwork in it is just glorious. The artwork just, just look good. I think they've been picking some great artists for Star Wars at the moment. Whoever's done it, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they have made her look so shiny and lovely with her armour. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the colour work in that book is just beautiful. I, I recommend it to anyone to pick up, any Star Wars fan. When it comes out in trade, pick it up, because you'll fucking love it. It's Captain Phasma, awesome stuff. Um, yeah, number 12 is Action Comics 988. Coming in at 13 is Star Wars number 36. They're still putting that out. Uh, number 14 is Secret Empire Amiga issue 1, which is the one shot that ties up everything after Secret Empire, which was pretty damn good actually. Nice little way to wrap it all up, um, which we'll discuss in the next podcast. We'll do a Secret Empire one next. Yeah. Week. Uh, we can talk about that story in detail because there's lots to talk about. Uh, coming at 15 is Darth Vader number 5, which is another one of my picks of the week. That series is really good. Uh, coming at 16 is um, Spider Man and Peter Parker, um, issue 1. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> uh, how are they putting out more books on Spider Man? They always find a way. 17 like... is Amazing Spider Man number 32. 18, Astonishing X-Men number 3. That's been good. I've enjoyed that series so far. 19 is Teen Titans issue 12. And 20 is Venomverse issue 2. So it's predominantly still just Marvel, Star Wars and DC Batman. That's all it seems to be. Which I'm a little bit disappointed at. So that's the single issues. Um, Let's have a little look at the trade chart because this is very different when it comes to trades um at number one oh you're doing it the wrong way again <laughs> what's so hard what's hard about scrolling the other way 
Because I just, I'm just dyspraxic, I can't read like that, and there's lots of figures and fucking things, it's hard to read. Shrink, can I? No, 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 oh. I'm, this is my show, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, with 16,000 sales, is The Walking Dead Volume 28. I've never read A Walking Dead. I've read one Walking Dead comic. I get recommended it all the time. And it was cool, but I don't, I'm not really a fan of black and white comics, so yeah. it doesn't hold, it doesn't grab me. It's one thing um, that puts me off picking up V for Vendetta. We've got that yeah, in. I've got that on the shelf, and I'm lucky. I, 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 I something made me philistine. Like, I need I colour. Know, the reason why I haven't read Mouse yet, it's sat over, sat over there. Mouse, one of the best critically acclaimed graphic novels of all time. You know, Abby's always saying oh, you should read it. It's fantastic. It's her copy. No, I'm not touching it. Cause there's no colour in it. Plus, there's like fucking Nazi cats in it, and that's scary. Catsies. <laughs> <laughs> and number two is uh, Batman Dark Knight the Master Race um, that that was fantastic that was the the, the sequel to Dark Knight Strikes Again oh know? yeah oh again I was got, when I was going through my singles I've, I found I've got most of them how many how many did that go on for was that six did you pick up the Master Race I yeah. was picking up you the see, Master that Race series was delayed so many times that it, it went on for like Years, I think, and it was only meant to take six months to come out. So it was maybe six issues. Something like I've that. I've got four, uh, but I've I've got them all in singles, and I do recommend it. I mean, it's not obviously as good as you know Dark Knight Returns. Well, I haven't read the second one either. What's the second one called? Dark Knight Strikes Again. Strikes Again. Yeah. I need to pick that one up, even though I've heard that's definitely I not mean, as good as the first one. No, I'm not going to need it so to read Master Race. Aren't yeah, I? oh yeah, you will. Yeah, you'll have to read that before you read uh, Master Damn Race. Damn you! I mean, it's very much. Don't let the title deceive you. It's very much a Superman story. <laughs> Batman's right. not really in it, even though it's called Batman. Great. But I loved it all the same. Of course you, you would. Um, number three is Star Wars Darth Maul. Oh, is that a trade now? That's a trade now. Oh, and, yes. And uh, that's very good. I recommend that. Yeah. That's been my pick of the week. I think every issue that yeah. came out was my pick of the week. Darth Maul is still one of the best Star Wars characters that was never really used. This was set up uh, before um, episode one. Well, it's got to be, because imagine after episode one, it's just pages of him lying there. Well, then he comes back in the Clone Wars cartoon. He oh, he did. He had the robotic, robotic legs, legs, didn't yeah. he? The robotic legs, which is what they should have done for the fucking trilogy. <laughs> but yeah, this, this sets up his um, kind of origin and why he hates Jedi so much and he's basically he wants to go fucking kill a Jedi because he hates them so much but he's got to do it under the radar so that the Emperor doesn't find out and yeah it's, it's great it's a great book do recommend it the artwork is fantastic in it and number four is East of West volume 7 I'm very behind with that I've got like the first couple of trades of that but to be honest it's a very hard read it's a very complex book right Um but yeah, it's it's good. It's if you're into that kind of shit. Um, volume, f- um, sorry, coming at number five is DC Superhero Girls Volume Four. Past times at Superhero High. That's clearly an all ages. It, it does get rave reviews. That it does get rave uh, reviews. Number six is Sex Criminals Volume Four. They're on Volume 4G. Four. <laughs> They're on four now. Uh, I think that was the last one. Uh, they've, they've wrapped up Sex Criminals now, and I'm behind with it. I need to catch up. Giggity. Uh, <laughs> I, I love such criminals. No, I do. I, I, you encouraged me to read it, and then I yeah. saw that the missus had it. They, they, they are in the works to try and make it into a, a TV show. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard about mm. that. Which is interesting because how the fuck are they going to get that past senses? Well, because the whole thing is basically people shagging, orgasming, and 
have their bits out and shit. You put know, it on it's the basically put... a porno comic. <laughs> Up next on the Spice Channel. <laughs> so coming in at number seven is All Star Batman Volume One, My Own Worst Enemy, and that was uh, Scott Snyder's little uh, passion project where he took Batman out of Gotham and put him on this crazy sort of um, episodical uh, thing where he, he, he was. He was tackling a villain on every different issue. Well, it is good. it anything like All Star Superman? Oh no, no, no. What? What? Like well, why? Why was the link with All Star? There's no link. He just probably wanted to piggyback off that the name. God damn it! <laughs> no, it, there was some fantastic issues. Like the Mister Freeze one was drawn by Jock, and it looked beautiful. You know, the guy's witches. You still have red witches. I still haven't read witches. Um, and there's a Poison Ivy one. That was really good. I do recommend All Star Batman. Uh, number eight is Royal City Volume One, Next of Kin. I've heard that's good. It's an indie book. I've not read it yet though. Um, number nine is Harley Quinn Volume Three. <laughs> what? Your Why face. are people still buying this shit book? Just stop. I'm sorry. There has to be a point when we have to all admit Harley's a great character, but she's, but not, she's been not been justice. She's not been done great for five years. No, bring Harley back to Gotham. She's getting the biggest she's getting. It's a further into the shiteness of her career. Awful. Awful shit. Number 10 is Old Man Logan, Volume 5, Past Lives. Number God, is that still going? Yeah, Old Man Logan is still going. Yeah. Oh, wow. I fucking love Wolverine. Don't no, you? yeah, no, but I, I was enjoying reading that when I was picking up single issues. It was good. It was dead good. I always liked the artwork in it as well, if it's still the same guy. I love the artwork in Old Man Logan and the issues onwards from it. Number 11 is Man-Thing by R.L. Stein, Volume 1. Is it? I, I read the first issue of that, and it's pretty fucking funny, man. Yeah, R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein, bloody hell. Yeah. He looks like Jack Black, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched that movie? I haven't yet, yeah, no. I a f- fucking brilliant cameo at the end of R.L. Stein. He's in it, and he's the drama teacher, and he calls him, he's called Mr. Black. Uh, and he goes... Oh, there's a new drama teacher, Mr. Black, and he goes, Mr. Stein, and they sort of like nod at each other and they walk past each other the whole way. It's fucking brilliant. Um, at number 12 is Nightwing Volume 3, Nightwing Must Die. Nightwing Must Die! <laughs> number 13. Well, I was going to say, I am reading Nightwing at oh, the moment. Oh, you, you're reading a bit of dick at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, it's... Are you enjoying that little bit of dick? I am enjoying that little bit of dick. It's, um, it's, I would encourage people to pick up Nightwing. The only thing I would say is, it's that first, that Bloodhaven one is of its time somewhat, because, but they've got, like, the, he's ripped to shreds. Like, he's just pure muscle, and yeah. I just, I, I don't believe that he would look like that. But, go on. <laughs> So number 13 uh, was Titans Volume 2, Made in Manhattan. That's part of the DC Rebirth thing. Is that like Made in Manhattan? Made in Manhattan. What? Like the, a maid in a Manhattan. Maid. Like no, the film. Like <laughs> With J-Lo. I'm not seeing that. <laughs> Alright. You're missing out. Coming in at 14 was Spider-Man Deadpool Volume 3, Itsy Bitsy. <laughs> I think I picked up the first few issues of that and then realised it was just too stupidly annoying to read <laughs> um, 15 is Suicide Squad Volume 3 Burning Down the House Volume 1 was great I reviewed that on the website if you want to check it out um, coming at 16 Invincible Volume 24 The End of All Things Part 1 uh, I don't know if you've heard of Invincible it came out on Image Comics it's coming to an end now hence the title but 
you know, volume 24 of a trade it's been going for years yeah yeah it's meant to be really good uh, coming at 17 All-Star Batman Volume 2 Ends of the Earth and 18 is Mar Prox Transmissions 19 is you're struggling just, to read these it just says annual that's all it says I don't know that could be the Batman annual and coming at 20 is um, One Punch Man Volume 12 and that is the trades bit of an odds list yeah, people's so. buying patterns are odd though aren't they yeah but I mean The Walking Dead's always in there you know people fucking love Walking Dead in trade I can't I just still can't picture reading it I've picked it up and looked at it and it's, it's, it's that black and white I just my brain just can't dis, almost decipher between what's you know what, what I'm going to be reading and what's dialogue and what's shading and I might be wrong I might give it a try but I just find it boring I'm, I'm very much a visual guy when it comes to comics. Like, you know, I, I really I love the X Files TV show, and I like the comics, but some of the art in it is just too black for me. Just, just too <laughs> Not heavy. Not this again. Too heavy with those brush strokes. I mean, I love Jock, but you know, I am. I mean, you know, I love Sarah Pacelli, Humberto Ramos. Very comic booky art, you know, mm. nice bright shit. Let's wrap up the show with looking at. What's coming out this Wednesday, October 25th, which is my birthday, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to pick up a Prezi for me, I'll put the Amazon wish list in the description below. Is it your birthday yeah. on Wednesday? Yeah. Are you being serious? Yeah. And we have your, we've done your birthday. Yeah, last year. Did we? <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, I'm going to the comic book shop for my birthday and I'm going to pick up from Aftershock Comics, Dark Ark number two. I'm not really, because I don't really know what that is. Um, Fujitsu number two. And Archie Comics are putting out Archie Comics Annual Digest number 283. Jughead The Hunger, issue one. Black Mass Comics are putting out Kim and Kim, Love is a Battlefield number four. Kim and Kim has been pretty good, actually. I know Phil Mouse is a fan of that book. Boom Studios are putting out Big Trouble in Little China, Old Man Jack number two. Hi-Fi Fight Club number 3 of 4. Jim Henson's The Power of the Dark Crystal number 8 of 12. Have they been doing... I didn't even know they were doing that as a comic. <laughs> they do everything as a comic. I know. It's when you asked me the other day, when you asked me, like, what's your favourite um, superhero... Uh, what was your favourite comic book movie? I began to go, well, I could technically say any movie because it's been made a into a comic book. now, yeah. Matty Morphin Power Rangers number 20 which I'm super behind, I need to catch up. I'm a big old Power Rangers fan. Over the Garden Wall, number 19. Sisters of Sorrow, number 4 of 4. Steven Universe, number 9. Unsound, number 5 of 6. Victor Lavelle's Destroyer, number 6 of 6. And WWE, number 10. Which I also need to what? catch up on. Wrestling is a comic. Oh yeah, I read wrestling comics, that's a thing. But hold on, hold on. How do they do that? How do they make wrestling it's, it's a comic when wrestling because, is so real? But um it's all about like obviously it's like a it's a story, isn't it? Like they make up these uh characters and it's all about sort of like behind the scenes when they're off stage and the managers and them trying to get them to, you know, do this storyline and that it's 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 funner than it sounds. Trust me. <laughs> I know, you're just making it sound so boring. But it's not, it's quite cool. Um, by the way, if anyone wants to check out this list, it's actually on my page on the website, on Chris's Comics. 
Um, I post it on there every week. So if you want to check out what's coming out, you know, every Wednesday, just go on the website and check it out. It's a nice cohesive, well. Uh, well put together list if I do so I think it well. is very well put together list and, and you can very handy for if you're going comic book shopping and you're yeah. like you want to double check that what's out there on the shelves is everything because I've said this before the amount of time me and you when we definitely always went up a Wednesday like a little religious ceremony we would have to go between Travelling Man and um, the other place uh, Planet. Forbidden Planet because there was a guarantee that there was something that wasn't in Travelling Man, or there's yeah. something that wasn't in Forbidden Planet, was there. It would be every time we go, no, we've definitely got everything, let's just be sure, go into the other one, and lo and behold, there's something that wasn't in the other one for some reason, and you could get there 9 o'clock Wednesday morning, and for some reason, they were just missing one. Yeah, so, I mean, I always get this list up when I'm in the shop. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just handy to look at and see what's there. Um, so Dark Horse Comics are putting out Angel Season 11, number 10, uh, BPRD, The Devil You Know, number three. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season 11, number 12. Again, a book that I'm really far behind on. Elf Quest, The Final Quest, number 22. Mass Effect Discovery, number four of four. And Rebels, These Free and Independent States, eight of eight. Is Rebels that one which is like a Star Wars rip-off? No, no. Well, it is, but not on Dark Horse Comics. Oh, right. That's a different Rebels. So DC Comics are putting out Action Comics number 990. Batgirl number 16. Go pick it up. It's good shit. (laughs) Batman Beyond number 13. Batman the Merciless number 1, which is another one-shot metal tie-in, which I'll be reading and will probably be a best of the week for next week. Uh, Blue Beetle number 14. DC House of Horror number 1, one-shot. Detective Comics number 967, Flash number 33, Gotham City Garage number 2, which I've not got a clue what that is. Gotham City what? Gotham City Garage. <laughs> this is where they pimp everyone's ride. Let me just have a little look at this, because I think it might be based on this uh, statue. Like, these these collectibles have been putting out. Yeah, it is. It's like, um, they've been putting out these... Um, collectible statues of like DC superheroes like they've got Wonder Woman but she's got like a motorbike and she's got she's all like tatted up and she's wearing leather and shit right it's a similar thing to you know they put out all the DC comics bombshell artwork oh yeah collectibles and now that's a comic now this is a comic so it's like biker chicks but DC superheroes right okay anyway moving on Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 31 Hellblazer number 15 Justice League of America number 17, Commandy Challenge number 10 of 12, Mother Panic number 12, which is a Jared Way thing, Nightwing The New Order number 3 of 6, Rough and Ready Show number 1 of 6, Scooby Doo Team Up number 31, <laughs> Suicide Squad number 28, Teen Titans number 13, and Wonder Woman 33. Hellblazer, I've never read, but I. It's I Constantine. Put- is it? Is that? Oh, is that Constantine? Yeah, it's Constantine. Well, is is it on like DC Vertigo? Comics. No, Vertigo is not a thing anymore. Well, <laughs> no, well, this is right. This is what I don't get because I it was, it was in the nineties. Was it? Yeah. Right, because I put out, I put on a thing out on like a few comic con pages on Facebook. Um, can anyone recommend me something not from the big two? Well, Just D- recommend it. V- Vertigo is an imprint of DC. It's like this Jared Way 
young animals thing. But loads of people recommended Hellblazer. Yeah, it's it's Constantine. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get into that, whatever that is. But that's Constantine. Yeah, yeah um, I think it was on Vertigo to begin with, um, and it is meant to be really good. Yeah, I've been meaning to read some old Hellblazer stuff for a while now. Because when I was speaking to the guy that played Constantine in the TV show, Matt Ryan, this was at Wales Comic Con, I kind of wanted to catch him out. And I was like, so, uh, have you read any Constantine comics then before you played uh, Constantine? And he was like, yeah, actually, I've read this, 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 this. And I was like, oh, so you've read more than me. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you've represented the character really well. <laughs> well, he's uh, he's doing the, the voice for the cartoon again, isn't he? Cool. Actually, something that's just dropped my memory. I need to check out um, the Justice League Dark cartoon, the you know the animated movie. I that is that. good. No, I watched yeah. that. It was really, oh, really good. It, yeah. Oh yeah, I should have reviewed it. It was yeah, really good. It, it was very good, and I just liked how it was. It was dark. It was I, nice and dark. Speaking of uh, DC Universe animated movies, I watched uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Oh god! Like, you would have hated it, man. You'd have absolutely hated it. And um, the singing in it and all. Oh, for fuck's like, sake! Like you know that in the Killing Joke where he does the the song. Yeah, it's like that, but worse. Like, right. I mean, I enjoyed it because I, you know, left my brain at the door and enjoyed it for what it was. But Bruce Tim, sorry to get. Yeah, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here from the from the the pull list for next week or whatever. But Bruce Tim, he's got this thing now about. Having his characters shag in in the animated movies. Oh, don't tell me. I'm gonna guess. Does Robin shag Harley? Yes. Oh, for fuck's well, sake! Nightwing. Nightwing. Well, you know Harley what I mean. Gets a bit of dick, basically. And yeah, it, it, the, I listened to a podcast called Bat Force Radio, and they were joking about this, going, "Fuck it, hell, who's he gonna have shag next? You know, like fucking Batman and the Penguin or something." Like What's that. it? I mean, what? Why? Well, I, I I knew that was coming from the from the trailer where it sees him like looking through like trying to yeah. decide if to and then you see him like go uh huh <laughs> like when he sees her bend over it's like what this is not honestly wait, there's a scene where she's like she handcuffs him to the bed right because she catches him because they have a fight and she's like she gets changed in front of him all seductively like bends over and then he's there on the bed like sweating. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's the weirdest thing. I mean, I enjoyed it. I bet you did. It's, it, you know, Dirty I old like man. Batman, I like anything Harley, but I can understand why a lot of the Bat fans are sort of, you know, recoiling in horror when shit like this is happening in the movies now. But, you know, it's a bit of fun. Um, yeah, only watch it if you don't take Batman seriously. Well, you, you know what? If you cannot take Batman seriously, don't watch it. I say, if you don't want to take Batman seriously, but you want to watch something in good taste, I'm going to watch tonight, or tomorrow night, or whatever, the new Batman 66. Oh, yeah, the Two-Face one. Yeah, with yeah. William Shatner's Two-Face. Have you got it? Or you no, it? I'm, I, I am going to somehow pertain it. Have for, you been a naughty pirate? I've not been a naughty pirate <laughs> yet. I need to watch that. Well, you see, I'm a good boy. I buy the Blu-rays. I'm going to get the Blu-ray box set, probably. But, um, yeah, actually, that Batman Harley Quinn animated movie, it was very much, like, in the vein of Batman 66. It was a lot, very camp and... But with the animation the from humor, the 90s. The humour in it was... Um, I mean, there's a scene in it where, like, Harley's farting in the back of the Batmobile. Oh, um, I would have hated this. You would have hated it. Oh I mean, my god, this, right, I, I totally called this. It wasn't funny at the start. 
I was kind of like, what is going on? But, like, Robin, Nightwing sat in the front with Batman and Harley's in the back, and she's like, I want, you need to pull over, I've got, like, a sore tummy or something. And then she just, and Batman's like, oh, we need to get to this place. And uh, then she starts, like, farting. And then Night, Nightwing's just like, oh, my God, it smells so bad. And I was like, what's happening here? And then I lost my shit when Batman just slowly brings his hand up to his nose and goes, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, anyway, I hate this. I really do. Yeah, I, I want you to watch it. No, <laughs> that's what. That's an idea for when we're saying we might do a podcast. A podcast. Yeah. Um, like a live stream, a live stream, or something we do where we watch we're, films that make us cringe. This might be mine. We've been talking about rather like drunk commentary on something. And that's one of them, definitely. <laughs> if there's anything you guys can think of that you'd like to see us do, by the way, if you if you can think of anything like, oh, I'd like to hear these guys watch this or read this or talk about this talk, or talk about this while drunk or, you know, just if just come at us. We either say yes or we say no. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? Just well, email us at uh, talknerdyuk at gmail.com and we'll do some of that. But, uh, Chris, I think unless there's anything else you want to talk about, well, I've not finished the list yet. Oh, I thought you had. No, I said I was going on a tangent. Um, so, yeah, um, we're open to suggestions. Email us at UK and all that business. I've got a suggestion. What? Finish your list. All right. <laughs> so, Dynamite Entertainment putting out Ash vs. the Army of Darkness, number four. Mmm. Pierce Brown's Red Rising Sons of Ares, number six of six. That was... <laughs> that was a mouthful. Shadow, number three, and Churok, number three. Turok. Turok. T U R O K. Yeah. Yeah, Turok. That's the dinosaur, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's the de- from, from the N sixty four BH. So they just make comics on anything, though. IDW Publishing are putting out Back to the Future number twenty four. I'm amazed that's still going. I've really got. I I stopped buying that, thinking, oh, it's only going on for a few more issues. I'll stop now and I'll pick them up. That hasn't really. That hasn't stopped. So I am going to pick that that up in trades. Black Crown Quarterly, Fall 2017, number one. First Strike, number six. Ghostbusters Answer the Call, number one. Now, we talked about this um, in the last podcast. That got, so, what, where's this in this charts, then? I don't get it. So, is this the, the trade charts? This is what's coming out. Oh, coming out. No, yeah, yeah that's where you've lost me, you see. We've right. the charts. Yeah, I thought, I wonder what was that. So, that's come out, right? I'll be interested to know the sales of that one. This is the list of everything coming out this Wednesday. <laughs> So yeah, Ghostbusters answer the call number one. Goosebumps Monsters at Midnight number one of three, which is again what we one we spoke about in the last podcast. Mm. Haunted Horror number thirty, Popeye Classics number sixty three, <coughs> Samurai Jack, Quantum Jack, two of five. Hey well he's, the T V show is back, so why not? Star Trek Boldly Go number thirteen. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number seventy five and X Files JFK Disclosure number one of two. Image Comics are putting out Angelic number two, Copperhead number fifteen. That's a really good series, Copperhead. Uh, Deadly Class number thirty-one, Gasolina number two, Glitter Bomb the Fame Game number two, Hack Slash Resurrection number one, Hard Place number three of five. Uh, Image Plus is coming out, uh, volume two, number three, and that includes uh, the new Witches story, uh, the Bad Egg. That's part three. Right. So basically Image Plus is like um, this sort of uh, digest that Image put out every month. 
and it's mostly interviews with creators and stuff like that. And at the back of the book, they have a little little section where there's like a little comic book. It has been um, a Walking Dead one for a long time, which they've just brought out all of those in trade format now. Mm. So now this new witches story, um, they're putting out this in the back of this book. But I'm waiting for trade. I'm just going to read it when it comes out in trade. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Outcast number thirty one. Renato Jones season two number four or five Saga number forty eight <laughs> <laughs> Saga Saga Oh I can't wait fucking dude catch up on Saga it's so good I know I know oh, I know I know I, know, I, I know. just want to talk with you about it there's all sorts going on I'm not spoiling it though Southern Cross number thirteen Spawn number two hundred seventy nine <sighs> Underwinter a field of feathers number one sounds lovely. Violent Love number 9 and Wayward number 24 Marvel Comics putting out All New Wolverine 26 Amazing Spider-Man number 790 <laughs> it's the whole legacy renumbering renumbering yeah America number 8 Ben Riley the Scarlet Spider number 9 Black Panther 166 Captain Marvel 125 Daredevil number 28 Despicable Deadpool number 288 Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale. Whoa! Series can you rewind there? Sorry, rewind. That, it's it's the legacy renumbering. Yeah, but why has Daredevil not been renumbered? Daredevil. Uh, don't ask me that. Cause I'm not reading it. <laughs> I don't know. Daredevil number twenty-eight. Let me see. Have a quick look at the cover because they've redone the covers now. I don't know if you've seen the Marvel Comics covers now, but they look like they did in the nineties, where they have a little square of the top left panel at the top mm. with like the heads of the people that are in it yeah yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Like, the big number like oh it, it looks lovely i love it and and then at the top at the banner of every comic is like the name of the story and what part it is so it's super easy now just to look at the cover of a marvel comic and go oh this is a new story arc part one i'll, I'll jump on this yeah yeah, yeah. Matter that it's issue 690 something it's a new part of a new story so i'm i'm really I'm really happy with the way that they've done this whole legacy thing. Jean Grey, number 8. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 24. Punisher, number 17. Punisher Platoon, number 2 of 6. Oh, Silver Surfer, number 14. The final issue of Silver Surfer. It's been delayed for almost three months now. Oh, man, I just can't wait for this. And it's so fitting that it's being released on my birthday. You're going to cry, aren't you? I, well, I cried at issue 13. Oh, my God. It's not read my review. Yeah, I know. But you're still going to cry. Man, it's bit, honestly, spoiler alert for like our awards at the end of this year, but Silver Surfer, it's going to be my comic of the year, definitely. It's been incredible. Um, Star Wars Jedi of the Republic Mace Windu, number three of five, which has been pretty solid. Thanos, number 12. Thor, where the Thor, where walk the frost giant number one. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best things I've ever had to see you read. That was amazing. Yeah. Thor, what? Thor, where walk the frost giants number one. U.S. Avengers number eleven. Weapon X number ten. X Men Blue fourteen. Uh, Only press are putting out Dam number five. Casu Max season three number four. Knights Dominion Session. Wow. Knights Dominion Season 2, number 3. And Rick and Morty, number 31. 
Titan Publishing Group are putting out Beautiful Death number two five. I thought Tyson did Rick and Morty. Who did that then? Only Press. They must have changed because that volume one I did was de- um, Titan. Was definitely on Titan. They must have switched publishers. Ah. Maybe there was a uh, trouble. Yeah, maybe from yeah. creators kicking up a stink. That old fella. <laughs> <laughs> Titan Publishing is putting out uh, Beautiful Death number two of five. Captain Kronos number two. Kronos. Kronos. Captain Kronos number two. And Doctor Who the 11th, Doctor Year 3, number 11. Uh, and finally, Valiant are putting out Bloodshot Salvation number two, Eternity 1 of 4, and Exo Man of War number 8. Whew, it's a big week. Why do I keep bringing out... Like, Doctor Who is a really delicate one to put out with me. Do, for starters, I don't think there's any need to touch Matt Smith and Tennant. Go with the doctors that have stories still to be told, like the fucking the ninth doctor. Uh, the ninth doctor. There was so much we didn't see. It even alludes to it that there's a lot you didn't see in between episodes. The eighth doctor only got a fucking movie, and yes, they've done a run with him, but they could have done more runs. And then ah, I just don't see, think there's there's a point to doing Tennant and Matt Smith because they're the two ones that have gone some of the longest. They even did a fourth Doctor run, which I didn't understand the point of, because he was, like, the Doctor for seven years. Why would you not just do, like, a second a second Doctor run? That would be great. A run of the second Doctor. <laughs> the original quirky one. And you could even do it in kind it of bl- black and white, but not, like, colourless. Yeah. Do it shaded. And then maybe have him going into coloured worlds. Yeah. And it, I, I just think it would be uh, so much... There's so much more you could do with that character. He was interesting. It sounds good, but it wouldn't sell. The, the only reason why these are selling is because of those lovely photo covers with the actors on the front. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the only reason. I know, you say that, but then, like I said, you've got the the Eighth Doctor's run did well, as far as I was concerned. I, I got every one. I thought it was really good. And in fact, probably before the Doctor Who Christmas special comes out, I'll probably review a run. But I even bought all the variants, and we're going to frame them in the house. I've nice. showed Eve them. I was like, by the way, when we move in, there's tons of comics I want sticking up. And she was like, well, we need room for shelves. We need room for this. I was like, right, but let me just show you some of them. And while well, there's some that I'm going to have to campaign for, <laughs> th- when I showed her that collection, yeah. she was with me. She was like, yes, they are going up. They I saw are. you've uh, framed a few already, a Miss Marvel one. Yeah. That, what else have you framed? That is the only one. Oh, <laughs> I could have sworn I'd another one. I, I, had to, I had to pick one, and I was like, this one, and yeah. she went for it. Yeah. Nice cover. It is a nice cover. Yeah, so I think that about wraps us up for this month. Um, thanks, uh, listeners, for being so patient for another Chris's Comics, because I know it's been a while, but we've all been busy with all kinds of shit. But yeah, thanks for sticking with us, and make sure you like and subscribe, and give us some reviews on iTunes as well. That'll help us out. That really get, does help, yeah. I, yeah. So thanks for that, and uh, as usual, yeah, just check out the website, talknerdy.uk. You can find everything on there, links to our Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that. But the main thing is, all our content that we've got on the website, you know, we're always doing reviews for comics and films, uh, TV, uh, what else have we got up there? We've got uh, Ben Beetham, our, our guest writer this month. He's, oh, ghost writer! He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's nerding out on all his uh, favourite horror films this month, uh, Obviously, because it's Halloween month. So go and check out all of his recommendations up there. Uh, have you got anything else to plug, Job? Um, there will be some more comic reviews going up soon. Obviously, I've just been reading more comics, so I'll be doing that. There's going to be a blog by a guest writer soon that will 
be pitting two very famous shows against each other and trying to decide which is the better one. I don't want to say what these shows' films are, but they both have the word star in the title. <laughs> yeah, a little little teaser for a big Marvel film that's coming out. We will be doing a review on that on our YouTube yeah. channel. I'd also like to know what do people think of what we should do, because obviously we've got the nerdies in January, but with Justice League... Do they want us to review Justice League like how we do our normal reviews? Or do you want us to do a live stream of Justice League? Because we did a live stream of Batman v Superman. And that was actually on our, our very first... That's when the website launched. Yeah. And everyone actually really dug that. I mean, that's right. we managed to talk about it without spoiling anything either. Now, do people want us to go into the spoilers of Justice League? Do, or do they want us to try and tackle it another way? Just let us know. I, I am curious on that. Um, I'm going to make a decision, and but well, my own personal decision, and come to you guys about it in about November. Yeah, so keep an eye on the Facebook page and Twitter and all that. We're always putting shit up there, and we love your interactions as well. Yes. Because we don't get any love on the podcast side. <laughs> we don't know if anyone's listening. Let us know. We know that Jay from Skeleton Crew is listening. I You're definitely listening, Joe. Probably, probably Which means that. people... We're probably getting more listeners in Tennessee right now. And I've probably segregated them all by about a half an hour ago comparing <laughs> a stack of comic books to cheeseburgers. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, where can our lovely listeners find you on all the social medias, Job? Just put in at ProJob on Twitter, at JBDirtStar on Instagram, and just basically go on all our talk nerdy stuff to find links to me. Yeah. You, cool. Chris? You can find me on Instagram at Chris J Wakefield and Twitter at Chris Wakefield Zero and follow all the Talk Nerdy stuff. It's all at Talk Nerdy UK. Yeah, so thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.